Yo, yo, it's your boy Jay Nutty, the real Jay Nutty with Beyond the Track Podcast. Make sure you tune in every time. It's going to be something special, something real, and something epic. What's going on? It's your man DJ Big Mike. It's your boy I wrote. It's your boy TJ the Mayor. And this is Beyond the Tracks Podcast. Your podcast's favorite podcast, gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. What's Once good? again, What's we in the building. Good? How we doing? What's or good? should I say, what up, though? What up, though? <laughs> we real Detroit in this thing today, and I'm going to explain why now. We have our first guest on the Beyond the Tracks podcast. Uh, this dude is a personal friend of mine, but also somebody that I'm a big fan of. I think we're all, everybody in this room is a big fan of. Doing major things back in the day, doing major things now. We're going to get into all that stuff. I mean, he keeps a two-loan deck. Why would he lie? You know what I mean? <laughs> Facts. Uh, you know, listen, if, if, I, if I just keep, I can go on for an hour with his introduction, and I don't want to. So let's just get into it, man. Our first guest, Mr. Irrelevant, new album out now. My man, Jay Nutty. What up, though? What up, though? What up, though? What's happening, man? Uh, shout out to all the people that made this happen right here. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. We're happy to have you on here, man. It's, we, we talked about this a few different times when we were just messing around with the podcast before we started putting stuff out, man. I'm glad that you ended up coming through and, and you can make some time for us, man. So shout out, man. No problem, man. Anytime. Sure. Anytime. Uh, before we go any further, um, let's get the sponsorship out of the way. Uh, let's get, do some sponsorship shout outs at the beginning. We'll do some more stuff at the end. Let's get our, uh, let's, let's go ahead. Start with you, Mike. What you got? Uh, you know, I always got my man, JC quality construction. He does everything from the two by four to the key to the front door from the indoor and the outdoor. And, uh, you can hit him up at seven, three, four, six, five, two, nine, seven, one, five. And uh, mention Beyond the Tracks podcast, and he will give you 15% off all materials. Once again, that's JC Quality Construction. Hit him up. And as always, man, we are brought to you by 8 Mile Vodka. Uh, check them out. They have a big announcement that they just launched. Um, it, it's yesterday to us, but when, by the time the podcast, the podcast comes out, it'll be about a week. But So uh, they're affiliated with Born in Detroit. They just launched their uh, website, their new website. Uh, it's, uh, it is uh, borndetroit.store. So go get your merch. They got uh, everything from pint glasses and shot glasses to T-shirts, hoodies, all that type of stuff. So uh, you owe us $5. So, uh, yeah, shout out to 8 Mile Vodka. Um, also, we have a new sponsorship uh, and a new shout out today. Uh, Rome, go ahead. Hit, hit us with that uh, Hit us with that new company, man. Oh, man, this is uh, the good people at LBGene.com. It's the watch store. You know, check them out. Okay, you, want, you, want, you, want, you, want, you just want to throw it up one time? You, you don't want to throw it up one time? <laughs> I mean, you're you trying to be light with it, man, but I see it out the corner of my eye the whole show. Oh, I'm, a, I'm a watch guy, though, man. Check out the website, man. That's all. Yeah, he, he, he got his own little watch deal. <laughs> yeah, watch, yeah, watch yeah. Line yeah going he got on, a little something. Something, something going on. <laughs> um, trying to grow. Trying to be like you, bro. Yeah, yeah. I want to. Uh, we all trying to be like Jay Nutty when we grow up. Yeah, man. I'm a watch guy, man. I'm, I'm heavy in the watches, man. Okay. Heavy in the watches. Check me out, man. And Jay, if you could shout out um, your new venture that you got going on, we'll get into the music stuff and everything. But before we do that, I want to know about your new venture. Uh, just go ahead and plug it. Okay. Well, we got uh, a social club dispensary, Sticky Icky Detroit. It's on uh, eight. 18560 Conan in Detroit, between the Bada and Seven Mile on the east side. Uh, we doing big things. We got grade A maintenance over there. Then, you know, NBC is Millionaire by Choice, fresh off the block. That's the label. So we doing a lot of di different things out of that one building, but it's it's all music orientated and, uh, you know, cannabis uh, orientated. Shout out to uh, my partner, MD. Uh, Terry, the tall man, and Ari, 
and Big Ron. They the people that help make it happen. Like while I'm doing this, they are there at the building making it happen. So give them a shout out. But uh, we also we have uh, Ari on site uh, the majority of the times for the for the women that want to come down because uh, a lot of the women that go through um, menstrual cramps and stuff like that, she knows what actual strand or you know what edible is good for that so that's why we have her on site so she's okay. a partner that's what's up. yeah dope. yeah that's what's up so that's uh that's a social club it's a social dispensary. club dispensary for the vip people when you get your membership you vip you can come in there at any time and sit and you know enjoy the festivities if we actually some uh two days three days out the week we have catered food catered so you can partake in that you can um sit and you want to just enjoy your edible you know feeling I'm there. you can sit there and it chill makes out sense. I'm yeah. there. That's it makes up. sense i mean rome that's right up your yeah, alley I'm there. right listen if we if we go to the bar and sip it's on you know what i mean right because we drink alcohol i mean what the smokers do yeah, yeah. same type it's of the same like thing this. absolutely that's same dope. thing yeah, and not. actually after eight o'clock after eight o'clock after business hour you are you are allowed to come in there with your uh if you wanted to sip BYOB, you know yeah, BYOB, man. yeah. That's I'm what's there, up. Bro. I don't smoke, but I'm, yeah, we I'm might coming have through. Check that out, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, up. When, when, so when is this? What's the hours? And the hours it, right now we open twenty four seven. Really? Oh, wow. yeah, yeah. We open twenty four seven. So, um, you welcome whenever y'all down in Detroit, like on the weekend, y'all partying or whatever. You, you leave the casino, you can call me and say, "Hey, Jay, I'm going over there." Blah blah blah, and you you know, That's I got cool. security on site at all times you're gonna make sure you get to your car safe um my camera stretched far up and down calling it so <laughs> Shit, right. that's what's up that's man right. that sounds dope i'm i'm there i'm there i might have to come out of smoking retirement whoa. whoa yeah i might have to come out of smoking retirement oh man you got babies you got babies bro okay just one gummy <laughs> you know what no no but so so be, just so one before, gummy so before we started we <laughs> jay put me on to this he said that he's got Chili cheese Fritos, which is my favorite chips. He's got chili cheese Frito infused chili cheese Frito chips. That's a win-win. I can I can fuck with that, right? Yeah. Infused with cannabis. Yeah, yeah. That's a win-win. Oh, <laughs> I got I got chili. I'm gonna be high. I also fat. got I also got Doritos. <laughs> I also got the hot Cheetos. I also have the Takis, the, the, the them hot things, and then I got. I got that's, everything, man. That's wild, so, so I you you it. taking care of the munchies, <laughs> right? At the same before time, before the munchies even kick in, right? Exactly. Yeah, y'all got it going on down there. Yeah. I got to fuck with that. Yeah, come down there, man, and what, you know you always welcome. Y'all, well, you know since y'all welcome me with open arms, y'all always welcome with open arms, man. Knocking y'all first round on me, so. Ah, oh, man, I'm, I appreciate that. I'm gonna have a story to tell. I'm gonna have a story to tell. Maddie had us down there. I would say I'm kind of scared because I like to eat. I don't necessarily oh, get high, but oh, I like to eat, and I might grab the wrong Fritos or the hey, that could well, be dangerous. Well, Shit's good, and you just only keep going. In the D. Yeah. yeah, you like, you annoy you annoy it when you when somebody <laughs> crack knows. somebody crack a joke and you can't stop laughing. And you're trying to figure out what's <laughs> well, like, it wasn't even that funny, bro. Man. That's that's why I don't smoke because this this is my go through when I smoke. This is what happens every time. I smoke. I laugh uncontrollably for about a half hour. I eat uncontrollably for about an hour. Then I go to bed. Okay. <laughs> that actually yeah. doesn't sound bad. Bad. That's like a good right thing. Right now. Like, but, but, but if we started at like 4 o'clock, it's a wrap. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> you might only need to do it on Sundays then. Yeah, hell so. Hey. <laughs> on Sundays. That could work. That could work. I'm with it. 
That I tried to do the uh, when I started smoking again for a little bit. I tried to do the sativa indica type deal, and but I'm such a lightweight, and this new fucking weed is so crazy that like it didn't matter if it was a sativa or indica. The shit was knocking me the fuck out. You gotta be well, conditioned for this weed now. <laughs> that that's what I'm saying. I didn't. I I was looking for regular weed, and I couldn't find regular weed. I was disappointed. I sounded no like an old weed, grumpy no. old well, man. I'm a, I'm a sativa guy, so I know. Like if you was a, if you come up there, I know the sativas that because I'm not an indica guy at all. So the sativas that I smoke, I still can function and I still can move around because you know I be trying to be on top of the business side of it and paying attention to everything that's going on. So I actually I had some stuff up there called uh, apple cherry gelato, and mm-hmm. it was a hybrid. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a hybrid, and um, I smoked that. And bro, what I'm telling you, I wrote, I like wrote like three raps. I like did everything. I was on the phone and I was setting up business moves. And my daughter, I was helping her with her stuff. And it was like, <laughs> I was like an octopus, bro. I felt like I felt so good after I did it because it's like normally if I would have smoked just a, a, a indigo, it's a rap. I'm I'm down sure. for the count. Right. I don't want to do shit. Don't call me. Don't ask me for shit. I'm not going <laughs> nowhere. But this sativa, that sativa there, where it's actually a hybrid. But that one was good. I was able to function. A lot of the sativa that I've messed with was hybrid. Sour Diesel, Sour Diesel was my favorite. When I was in Arizona, I would go train and box, and I could I could fuck with Sour Diesel, the distillate though, not the flower, the oh, distillate. Okay. Yeah. And I can go in, the, I can like focus in the ring and shit. But I didn't have no sativa one day, and I had some. Uh, it wasn't even a. It wasn't even indica. It was a. It was a hybrid because I think it was Pineapple Express. I love that. I love it too, but it's just it's just enough hybrid that it had me fucked up. I was falling off. I was we was doing the ropes. I'm falling off. Shit, man. It was it. it yeah, yeah. Y'all, y'all got me lost because back in back in the day, like we had uh, weed, huh? green weed, <laughs> All right? And the we weed. had brown weed, weed. brown weed, yeah. and you might and, have some hydro, <laughs> right? You and, bought whatever. And if you got hydro, <laughs> then you was rich, right? Right. You, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. Yeah. Oh boy, yeah. Yeah. where is 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 more advanced yeah. now oh, than sure. ever. You know what I mean? It's more advanced now than ever. And I'm uh actually it's a a, a multi billion dollar industry. Oh, for sure. And I'm just trying to get my piece of the pie right now yeah, because for sure. it is uh I know a couple of my well, I wouldn't say they're partners, but they're uh, just guys that I know. And you know, uh Chaldeans and and uh Arabics really don't get along. Right, a lot of them don't get along. A lot of people don't know that. That's a, a, that's, a, that's that. a little Detroit insider, man. Because yeah, Dearborn that. is actually the the uh, just to give the, the folks the out capital, there listening. Much. It's a just a little fun fact that Dearborn is the biggest capital of Middle Eastern per capita biggest Middle Eastern population yep. outside of the Middle yep. East yep. is in Dearborn, Michigan, which mm-hmm. is part of Detroit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's like a, a heavy uh, Muslim mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. over there. But two of the 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 Arab guys that I know and the Chaldean that I know, they actually partnered up. Okay. They partnered which up. Is, so this kind of like this kind of like some rare stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't because Chaldeans are Christian, right? Catholic. Right. Some of them are Catholic. Catholic. Yeah, yeah Catholic. Yeah. And then the, the the other ones are, you know, the Muslim. Arabics are Muslim. Right. Uh but I probably shouldn't even say well, I ain't say their names. I probably shouldn't even say this, but the hell with it. Because <laughs> you know, I'm I'm Muslim. Yeah. So they actually partnered up, bro, and put their money together, and they about to have one of the biggest dispensaries in Michigan. It's like a, I think it costs like two point nine million dollars for this for this building mm-hmm. that they they about to have, and um, 
it's kind of deep that the cannabis brought, you know, to people together. To people, yeah. yeah. So we talk about that a lot. Yeah. Like, I don't know if they want. I don't know if they want it to be publicized like that. But I'm just using. I'm not yeah. speaking on it's who it is, right. but this is what they're doing to show you how big this industry is about to be and how much money is about to flourish into Detroit. Yeah, We're going to be like a small California. You know what I'm saying? When, yeah. When, when, when it, everything flourishes up in the next 10 years, we're going to be a small California. That's what's up. We, we were talking about that on, on one of our episodes. Remember, you were talking about, because um, they DJ weddings sometimes, and the the people that always are in the same the same room are the people that end up smoking together. You don't have to know somebody. I think you had, this was your quote. I think of it, if I, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but you said, I've never smoked with an enemy. Right. That's exactly what I said. You know what I mean? But you still gain friends. That's it. Over, you've ever over met and y'all smoked, and y'all smoked together. Yeah. Next time you see him, oh, that's cool. That, that's my man. That's, 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 man. Yeah, that's my guy. That's that, me, uh, that dude had that fire. You know what I mean? Right. You say he had that sativa. For sure. Right. <laughs> Nutty, Nutty gonna owe like four thousand dollars. I know, man. Right I Oh yeah, we, we didn't I didn't even tell him. I didn't even tell him rules. rules. No. Okay, yeah, you gotta give me a rule. <laughs> but I mean, every time your phone goes off, that's five dollars in a pot. I'm gonna let. I'm gonna let. I'm gonna let the first two or three go because we just explained it to you and that would be unfair. But I know you got it. So we gonna we gonna set the bar now. Well maybe well, let's, well, maybe I should, shouldn't we shouldn't say ten. Well, maybe I shouldn't no, have told you five. five. I, it's, it's my, that's my man's. Okay. That's my man's. We, we gonna we do five. We're gonna do five. Um so one thing I wanna I wanna get into, man, since we got we got a few MCs in here now. We got a DJ and now we got a few MCs, man. And I I in in, in this room the uh the the person that has made it the farthest doing the MC is Nutty. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and one thing I wanted to talk about, man, is cuz we all have different ways that we approach the studio, writing a song, the whole process of it. Mm-hmm. All through cuz I know me and you discuss it all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh take us through a uh, cuz you was just talking about, you know what I mean, you wrote three raps when you was on your sativa. What's your uh what's your process? Um give give, give the people a little inside peek. Yeah, I can't give them. I can't give them the the the, the formula, the whole total formula <laughs> of the just J, bit, the just Nutty bits and pieces. But just I'm gonna give you uh, now, depending on my mood, the sativa or whatever, I can. Uh, it's all a mood for me. Everything is every rap that I ever do is always a mood. So if I'm actually like if I'm going through something. Pain wise, I don't really like to. I don't like to go in the studio when it's like that. I don't like to do like the the Tupac mm-hmm. pain. Felt. Mm-hmm. I don't like to do them when I'm going through the actual pain. So what I do is that with that situation. Like if I'm going through something, I'll write that rap, but I won't go in the studio with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a little different. Yeah. yeah, right, right. I might write it and say it and know it, but I don't want to go in the studio because uh and do that. I like to go in the studio with a good feeling because more come out of it. If I went in the studio and did that, now I, don't get me wrong, I've done it before, but this is my reason why I don't do it. Uh, it's more like, okay, I've done that. I'm ready to go. I'm mad all over again. I don't want to be here. Well, versus I go in there and you say, hey, we got this song called uh, Make It Rain. And then when we get done with the Make It Rain song, we're going to do Drop It Like It's Drop That Thing. Mm-hmm. I can do those three songs and get in the studio and be in there and be hype and stay in there. And, from, yeah. and, and, and I can stay in there okay. while y'all record y'all songs and I be in there from eight in the morning to eight the next morning. Yeah, that makes sense. Shout out to Obi Trice for that kind of shit because mm-hmm. he likes to 
go all fucking two days. <laughs> all day. Yeah. <laughs> Do three zip. Right. Well, and well, for us, we when we was in there, like we we didn't have a bunch of money. We didn't want to spend a bunch of money, so we said, "Listen, we're gonna book studio time. We're knocking out three songs in a, in one session. Yeah, yeah we get right. in and get out. So we was kind of like we would do pre production. So then when we went in there, we are ready. It's an hour, maybe a song. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. We'll do the post production later, but let's get these verses in. Yeah. But uh, but to what you were just saying, though, see, and I, you just told me that I would have never known that because being a fan of your music and listening to you over the years. It, it it wouldn't sound that it would sound like you wrote that shit in the studio because you was going through that or that was your mood or your mode at that specific time because yeah. I mean right. one of my favorite songs we talk about tools on deck all the time you know what I mean but it's just the way you 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 you're projecting your voice as an MC I look at all that different shit right right you know what I mean the way you you know what I mean uh, did uh, see my one of my favorite gangsters only right. Yeah. It was like yeah, you, you had that chest out, like yeah. I'm back to take what's rightfully mine. But it was just the way you projected it. It's some a lot of cats, man, have great lyricism. They know how to write, but they don't know how to take it from the paper mm-hmm. to the mic and get and give you yeah. that energy. Give right. you that energy. Yeah, I get it. Uh, actually, on Two's on Deck, I got a funny story about that song because I wasn't going to even get on that song. What? I wasn't it's like a seven-minute song. How was Jay <laughs> Nutty? And Black that's Face, the whole rock bottom Black crew. Face was like, you're not going to get on this song, Jason? This the, Jay, this the one. No, this this going to be the one. You ain't going to get on there? And I'm like, no, I ain't going to get on there, man. I ain't going to fuck around because it was only like three people on there at first. And I'm like, we got a bunch of songs on here that's four-minute long songs and three, three-and-a-half-minute, four-minute songs. I said, we're not going to do a whole album of everybody. Every song got five verses on them. And he was like, all right. And then the next day I came in there and, and T-Dot was on there. And when T-Dot was on there, and then they put Tom Finkel on there, and I'm listening to the song, I'm like, this motherfucker's banging. <laughs> they all go. Everybody he just said, they all go. And so I'm listening to the Charlie song. Charlie Rat. And, which, and, we, yeah, and Charlie Rat, like, I went, Charlie Rat came out the booth, like, you ain't going to get on this one? And I sit there and I thought about it, and I'm like, this motherfucker is a banger. I came up with my verse right then and there. I didn't have no pen, no pad, nothing. I put it all in my head, and I just went in there and did it. But it was the feeling that I was, the energy they gave me, mm-hmm. I fed yeah. off of. I was so off my sativa. So was on deck, you didn't write? I didn't even write it. I went in there and just laid it. Dang, what? Yeah, I got, to, you get the golfers. Oh, yeah, you got to get the golfers clap for that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to, uh, actually, because I got in, you know, y'all, we get in that later. But when I got indicted, I actually dropped. The CD, the data feds kicked my door in, mm. and I was never back on the street. And again. that's is that from Bootlegger's Dream? That's from Bootlegger's Dream. Okay, so that's you that, and Blackface. Yeah, me and Blackface project. So that so wasn't I, a rock bottom project, no, right? That was a, that was just an independent. You and and Blackface, Blackface got together, even yeah. though your crew was on there. Yeah, we just got together and said, you know what, we're gonna do, we're gonna go in there, and we're gonna vibe out. We're not gonna do the the rock bottom structure thing, mm-hmm. because when we did the rock bottom thing, the rock bottom, uh, it's more kind of like uh, you want to say creative competition everybody's in there trying to have the best verse everybody in there you know right. you don't want hurt to 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 murder you on mm-hmm. the track and you don't want mm-hmm. you know ride day and or tango and cast to get on you and so you in there everybody trying to write their best verse and they trying to do their best everything well what the bootleggers dream was we gonna go in here whenever what i did was i booked here go another fat fun fact people don't know uh the guy that did my the 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 whole uh, Bootlegger Dream project. He actually produced three of Vicky Winer's albums. Okay. He actually produced two or three songs on CC and BB Winer's album. Okay. So 
I never give a shout out to him. His name Dylan. Shout out to Dylan. He's still in California now. Wow. But, okay, that's dope. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to him, man. That's what's up. Dylan. Yeah, yeah. His 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 um his name was Dilly D Williams. So, but Dilly he, uh, D. Yeah, yeah, that was his little Instagram thing. But he actually, uh, cool white dude. He booked. He let me book the session where you know most people do ten hour blocks. Mm. Well, with him, I had a hundred hour block. Damn, bruh. That's, that's what you needed. Yeah, you're right. I didn't need a hundred. <laughs> yeah, because I have a. Yeah, yeah, you're we, right. We used to get like four hour blocks. So the deal yeah, was yeah. the deal was with the hundred hour block was I had to give him the uh, uh, basically three thirds of the cash up front. But with me giving him the three-thirds of the cash up front, he was on 24-hour call. Okay. So this is what... What Stretch say? It takes money to make money. Yep. I mean, so money this, talks. So what happened with this, with the reason why the album came out so good and people talk about this one like one of the greatest albums that we did, what happened was it kept the creative control. I told Dylan, Blackface, Calico, T-Dot, uh, Squash, Duke, Charlie Picasso, any one of them, Rod, anybody who call you, and they feel like getting in there, you got you, you got to open up for them. Let them up in there. So See, that's what's up yeah. right there, so man. So this way, uh, with the rock bottom thing, it was like I said, it was more like a structure. We in the booth, blah blah blah. We everybody get up here, even when I wasn't rapping on a song or I wasn't uh, laying a verse or nothing. We all would just be in there, right? And it was like this set time from we gonna be in here from three in the afternoon to three in the morning. Yeah. Well, with this, by him being on twenty four hour call, Blackface when he laid the, his uh song about the fair, I can't remember the name of the song about the feds picking him up and everything. Is that a hundred bars? No. What was it? Was that a solo? You talking about a solo one? His solo one. His solo one. On, well, he on, said, "Damn man," the, he said, "Damn." The, the, the feds didn't hit about ten houses. Yeah. Yep. He was going through emotional part. On that song, you know, because he was he knew that they was closing in on. Right. So he got up and wanted to go lay that at three in the morning mm -hmm. when he felt it without right. us doing the party drink thing, right. girls in the studio. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And that's why that album came out so dope because it wasn't no structured right. time. It was like I woke inspiration. up five in the morning and walking around the house and vibing like I'm going to lay this. Right. See, that's and that's yeah. so that's so that's mm -hmm. so important, man. That's so important because if you if you can do that. Mm -hmm. And be in that mindset and do that shit, like that. That you know, you know how the disconnect we talk about all the time. <laughs> Nine in the morning, we rolling up to to, to Roseville. Shout out to Kevin Holliver, Underground Production. Sure. You know what I mean? We up in Roseville at nine in the morning. I'm like, dog, I don't have the midnight energy <laughs> no more. Exactly. It's nine no in the morning more. now. It's nine in the morning. You know what I mean? That's right. the difference. We were talking about the difference of the couple studios we mess with. When I go to Harvey Beaver Studio. It was late a little bit different because well we don't start recording until midnight and it's that was I was a young man, that's what young men do. But the difference, yeah. the difference is though we was we was running we was recording like it was a business meaning we needed that product oh. you know what I mean yeah, so we sure. had a time oh we were on the special. clock right we was on the clock it was it was product. that feel we was we wasn't feel, yeah. really creating off inspiration now we would be inspired at home and write and like he said pre produce except for the one you know except for the one me bricks Adina do. And Geese did the MC and all. That was that we, was spur of the moment. That was one of the rerun. This yeah, is one of the okay. best songs we made. 
Yeah. Because that was yeah. on that. But, 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 but yeah, but that yeah, one but we was also out. on, like you said, we ran it as a yeah, business we as because a business. we needed that I only work. We had done. a certain amount of time, right? I, you well, know it just I mean? so happens so. we had extra time because somebody else is in the studio, so we was in that second right. studio doing something. I mean, if we was but, on Nutty's level, we could just do a hundred hour block, a hundred hour block, Ooh. right? And come in when well, you want we, to. We, <laughs> would, we would come out with about about 20 albums, but but let me ask you though, <laughs> how so how long did so how did that so how did Tools on Deck come about then? Was it was it a day thing where everybody just ended up coming in there that day or was it like over the time of that hundred hours and different and you just threw a bunch of verses together well no like uh, on the tools on deck when you know what I would do and, and to be honest with you I wasted a lot of hours so on nights where we party and we leave a strip club and it's three in the morning and we don't nobody got nothing to do and I just call Dylan and say open up mm-hmm. and we go up there and I just play the album for people or girls we pull from the club or people we pull from the club. We going mm-hmm. up to the to the studio and they'll come. And I sometimes it was just a listening session. And I play shit. That's how Tom Finkel ended up getting on it because Tom Finkel like, I got something for that right now. I do this right now. <laughs> so he right went in there now. and got on his right. shit. So every time I would, we would play that song, people was like, can I get on this one? Man, I got something for that right now. <laughs> so that's why Blackface right. kept yeah. saying like, you not going to yeah. get on this, Jay? Yeah. And, and, and what happened was after we did that, playing that song and so many people got on it we like it's gonna be an anthem shout out to my dude Cole who did the beat I just left him in California he did that beat and he gave me that beat he gave me that track I, he didn't charge me for it and, did, uh, did it already have the clearance on it yeah he already did that he had it already because because if, if you don't know go check out uh you, you can YouTube it right now it's called two's on, on deck. deck um Lil Wayne on it it's Lil Wayne on the hook right mm-hmm. yeah yeah so he gave me the he gave me that beat and uh, a real good dude. He's down in California right now, popping right now. He's 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 big down there now. And uh, he gave me that track. And when he gave it to me, I I was like, oh yeah, it's good. You know, it's a good track. But when it turned out morphed into what it ended up morphing into, Doctor Darius, Doctor, called me on the phone and and said, you know, Jay, we need to talk. And uh, this. I always get mad about this whole story because I feel like I missed the window of opportunity. He called me. He said, you know what, Jay, we got to talk. I said, okay, uh, when you want to hook up? He said, uh, we're going to hook up, to, you know, let's hook up Thursday. And I said, all right. Boom. I go down to the radio station. And he said, he's getting off. I said, well, we're going to do it another time. He said, no, I want to talk to you outside off the air. I want We're going to go to my house. So we go down to his house. He had, at the time, he had an apartment uh off the riverfront. We go down, we go to his house and we sit and we kick in and I said, what's going on? What, what's up? He said, listen, what you want to do with Tool on deck? I said, what you mean what I want to do? I want you to go ahead and throw it in the rotation. And he was like, no, I'm saying like, do you really want to, you really want to go with this? You want, you really want to run with this one? I said, yeah. You know, what, what, what you saying? What you want, what you want me to do? He, right. said, he said, this is what happened. He said, I got an opportunity right now. He said, Ace Hood is not doing the numbers up here in the Midwest like they want them to. He was like, so in return, they're gonna spend in Miami and down south, Miami, Texas, they're gonna spend whatever I send them for the return of Ace Hood. I'm gonna pump Ace Hood up here and they gonna pump whoever I want down that way. Mm -hmm. He said, but this is the catch. You gotta go down to Miami and you're going to go down in that whole little region, and you might do about 30 shows. Mm-hmm. They're going to be free shows. You're not going to get paid for it. 
Mm-hmm. He said, but it's going to be, once you do that, you're going to be known all down there. He's going to be on from that point on. He said, but I'm going to run with tools on deck. So at the time, I'm selling so much dope. <laughs> to be honest with you. Talk about right. it. We, t- we transparent right. on here. Yeah. Right. We can talk about it. I'm selling so much dope. And all I'm thinking about is he going to run with tools on deck. He going to pump tools on deck. So I gotta, we got to go down here, and I got to do 30 fucking shows down here in this little down south area, and I got to take everybody that's on tools on deck with me. Right. Ooh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. It's a lot of overhead. It's a lot yeah. of overhead, and we're doing free For fucking free. shows. Right. It comes out of your pocket, and, well, and I'm assuming blackface. Blackface, too. So we got to take everybody down here. I can't say, hey, we going to Miami and we gonna stay down in Miami. Then we gonna go over to, we gonna move all down in that little region, right. and y'all gotta pay for y'all own shit. Right. We doing free shows. We basically on tour for free. Right. I gotta compensate. If nothing else, pay for the room and board right. and the food. Right. Right. We gonna do this for thirty fucking shows, and all I'm thinking is, while I'm down here, we gotta go in the strip club. I gotta do it like I gotta do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I got a little meet you. And, mm-hmm. and you, and you, yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> Detroit's down in Miami. Well, I mean, yeah. What else you going to do? I got a little meet you. So all I'm thinking, I'm doing the numbers. Like I tell you, I always do numbers. And I'm thinking like, man, I'm going to go down here, man, and I'm going to spend 90 fucking thousand. This is what I really was thinking. I'm like, I'm going to spend 90 fucking thousand going down here and staying down in that little region for 30 fucking shows and going in the clubs and promoting and throwing money and all that shit. And while I'm down here spending this 90 fucking thousand, I'm going to be missing about another 40,000 up here in Detroit. I can't do it. And I didn't do it. And you didn't go. And I didn't do it. And next thing you know, before when I dropped the album, four months later, the feds was kicking in my door. Mm -hmm. And they had three boxes, four boxes of CDs, and they talking shit, and they like, yeah, we was a ra- you a rapper. You really had to live what you was living, and you really was selling dope. And all I kept thinking right then when I was handcuffed is Dr. Darius gave me that fucking opportunity, and I didn't take it. Hmm. And, 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 and probably at the same time, Ace Hood was we the best in it up yeah. with Callan and getting <laughs> right. a name. I mean, yeah. for real. And yeah. no, no disrespect right. to Ace Hood. I, yeah. I, I like yeah. Ace Hood, but I'm just saying. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? At the same time, you... So shout out to Dr. Darius for even giving me the opportunity and I didn't take it. I don't know if you know how I feel about that. You know, I talked to him once since I've been home, but that was a big mistake that, you know, a life lesson that I learned at that time, stuck in the drug dealer mentality, stuck in that, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I didn't even realize that I was stuck in that. You know what I'm saying? You know how they say, well, you you stuck in a, you know, you think like that. I didn't even realize at that point that I was doing the drug numbers. Right. Instead of thinking like this, your opportunity to make it, mm-hmm. you know, what long I mean? term. Yeah, we talk about that all the time. We, you know, especially us as black people, we always thinking of right now. Yeah. We always thinking of right now. Yeah. If we just take a few minutes to think of what's going to happen in two years or five years or ten years, our our decisions change and in game just like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, what? Just run through real quick the whole rock bottom crew. Okay, the Rock Bottom crew originally is uh, consisted of Jay Nutty, Big Hurt, Tango and Cash, Screwface, T Dot, B Foy, Flame Tongue, uh, Miss Nia, uh, 
This nigga. And was Blackface the original? Blackface. Okay. Like, it's it's hard, hard dog. Right, right. That's why that's why I wanted you to do it. <laughs> I didn't want to do it because I knew I would fuck it up. Blackface <laughs> and uh, Tiana, uh, Miss Kim. Yeah, uh, that's that's it. That's and it. and Rock headed Rock it all up. Rock is the CEO. Is the CEO. Matter of fact, shout out, shout out to uh, shout out to Rock's sister. I still, I still, oh, that's yeah. still one of the best Easter's ever. Oh, she yeah, made all the uh, Easter yeah. baskets for uh, me. Kiki, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah she Easter was basket. dope. And uh, what what the rock bottom thing was, uh, originally, it was a uh, rock. He already had a uh, tango and cash. He was already trying to push them, and uh, he came he came with a, came up with the idea saying, you know what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna do a compilation album, and it's gonna have every a person from every hood on there. Mm-hmm. And yeah. all the people that, that we think can spit out of Detroit, we're going to put one from every hood on there. Oh, Boo and Pug. Uh, Boo and Pug. Was, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about them. So, Boo was actually uh, Rock's real cousin. They blood cousins. They was from Seven Mile, Seven Mile Naturals. They was from Seven Mile. Blackface from Brightmore. Ca- uh, Tango is from Dexter. Cash from Highland Park. Me and Hurt from Woodrow Wilson. Uh, Flame Tongue was from Van Dyke. I brought Flame Tongue on. Uh, uh, that that was that was your Woodrow Wilson to Van Dyke days. Woodrow, Is that how right. you fuck with him? Right. So yeah, we'll get into that later too. Yeah, yeah the whole yeah. So man, you mentioned a, a lot of <laughs> Detroit. You know, mm-hmm. for me, Detroit legends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you These know. guys are legends. These guys yeah. all still spit right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, before it was from. Uh, Linwood Dexter and uh, T Dot was from Linwood Dexter, and at the time we had a guy named Chris Bud. Rest in peace, Chris Bud, because he was from 12th Street, and uh, he was on the album. He died. He died like a couple years ago. He, you know, he was on the album, and uh, you know, it was a basically a plethora. Of everybody from all these different neighborhoods, and the first album that we did was uh, from the bottom up, and that album was out the trunk. Everybody selling it, we pumping it, boom, and it was the new thing to do. Right. Everybody went crazy over it, like, mm-hmm. oh man, y'all, blah blah blah. And it kind of forged us into a group. Okay. Me and Hurt and Charlie Picasso and, and, and Thrust, we was uh our own group from Woodrow Wilson. We was so this, of, so so when it came about, it wasn't supposed to be it was supposed to be a compilation. Kind of, a compilation of Detroit. of Detroit and somebody from every hood. Okay. And cause we was already doing our the, we was called the rats. We was called the rebels against the system. Back then, me her. is that where is that where the name Charlie Rat comes from? Right. Okay. That's where his name Charlie. I Rat always wonder where where the, where the Charlie Rat because yeah, it, yeah. it's Charlie Picasso. Right. Because we was a me me Charlie, me Charlie, Thrust and Herc all from Woodrow Wilson. We grew up on Woodrow Wilson, so we was back then when we was young, we was called the Woodrow Rats, and it stood for like we was grimy, mm-hmm. we was you know we, we was like down, low down dirty. It wasn't like about no snitching right. shit back right. then. Right. 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 So and then the Rats was. A, uh, acronym for uh, we was raw ass teenage soldiers, and then we was raw ass treacherous soldiers. Okay. Then we started rapping. We was the rebels against the system. It was like okay. always meant something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but now the rat thing is so big, so we kind of like straight. Right. You know, we don't right. Yeah. Really use that, but Charlie Rat still use it because mm-hmm. that's he just it's embedded in him. Right. You know what I'm saying? So we was already our own group. Chris Bud was already his doing his own group. You know what I'm saying? Tango and Cash was already their own group. Screwface. I don't know if I mentioned him, but Screwface was from Joy Road. So he was yeah, doing he did, his own yeah. thing. You know what I'm saying? Everybody mm-hmm. was already doing their own little music thing. That's how 
you know, Rock knew about us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So then when that actually flourished, it kind of forged us into a group because the the chemistry just was there. You know what I'm saying? Right. And we was all making money doing, you know what I'm saying? It was like a a melting pot. You know what I'm saying? I can come to the studio and screw face there and I get a call and say, hey, man, I need some 10 pounds. Cool. You got some pounds? Right. Right. No, I right. call right. Blackface. Right. He got him. Right. Black, I need ten pounds. Oh, okay, but and it was like we was all networking and making money together, and right. and, and we just you know we got tighter and closer, and by us doing shows, we got in the, you know a lot of bar fights, a lot of you know we had a real. <laughs> real y'all was like real, y'all was like a, yeah. a fraternity yeah. In, yeah. in a sense, yeah, a, a street real fraternity. Cool. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm just, no, that's all I'm saying so, is so nobody nobody was quote signed to say rock bottom. Tango and Cash was signed. Okay. Tango but that, but that was it. That was it. Okay. We were just like uh, word of mouth. We became friends and we became like, you know, we went to movement. Okay. Right. But, okay. you know, the actual paperwork didn't ever have to get signed until Eminem, right. you know, came Cam. about. Mm-hmm. And Eminem like, well, we're going to ink, you know, let's do a one album deal with Tango and Cash and then we can see if we go into the big distribution deal. That's right. what M, M wanted to just put Tango and Cash out. Let's get a run for it. And if it blow, come back, come back. Let's renegotiate and get a distribution deal. Right. And proof would be the uh, what you would say the the overseer of the project, right? And then it'll shoot proof name up as almost like the a AR, Lear, on, Lear, on yeah, and He'll yeah. be the Lear corn of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying? He proof, yeah, proof discovered his group, mm-hmm. and I think M did that. So if it didn't make it. It wouldn't be a, a blemish on M. Right. Right, 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 right. So it's not be like, yeah. well, true, proof tried something or a venture and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Or this group he found and it didn't work. I, that's my personal opinion. I right. don't know, you know, if that's what it was. But, uh, and then um, we was going to, at the time when they inked that deal, we had a bidding war. You know, it was uh, uh, Irv Gotti, Murder Inc. Uh, wanted us, wanted to sign us. You know what I'm saying? It was, uh, uh, Murder Inc., Eminem, and uh, not Sony. I what? think about it. It was another big label. They wanted it, was like, damn, we were trying to like make it into a bid more. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But uh, Universal. It was, Universal. I was about to say Universal, Universal right? Because yeah. didn't, because, because, uh, what's his name? Paul, or um, I remember you mentioning Paul Rosenberg. Paul Rosenberg. Right. Where, yeah, Paul Rosenberg, uh, Wendy Day. Because he was with Universal, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, uh, Paul Rosenberg, Wendy Day, all these big famous people. I, you know, I, I end up meeting them, and I end up taking her, taking her out to dinner. You know what I'm saying? It was a, it was a joke. Everybody was saying that I was trying to. I was trying to fuck my way into the deal, but it, it wasn't that. It was well, it's, it's different because usually they're trying in a the deal. They're trying to fuck you, you right, right? Right? Yeah. So yeah. So it was like because what happened was Rock was busy and he like, yo, I need you to pick up Wendy from the airport. My mom, I'm like, who the fuck is Wendy? He like Wendy Day. She the one that got cash money. They deal, mm-hmm. and she the one that helped you know Master P. But and I'm like, oh, okay, I go pick her up. It wasn't no big thing. Then I go pick her up from the airport, and then you know, you know, I said I'm gonna take her to get something to eat. So I took her to Jay Alexander because that's my spot. I love, you know, she was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, we sat there and we talked. 
And it was a big old thing. My wife at the time was like, well, you out with this woman? I'm like, this bitch is, if I do fuck somebody, she's the one. That's the one. Right. That's the Baby, one. If I got to step about. out, mm-hmm. this yeah. is probably, probably going to be the one that yeah. she want me to do it with. So you got to suck it up. <laughs> she got the pen and the paper and the bank account. But, uh, Let's go. And then uh, it ended up working out because I learned a lot, you know, how shit works, how, uh, you know, fucking around with us as a group, as a whole, we learned a lot about the industry. And um, we moved in a certain, like me and Blackface and, and me and Herc, our relationships became closer than me and others, mm-hmm. but we was all all a, a, a big family, you know right. what I'm saying? And uh, we got into a big old bar brawl with the uh, Cheddar Boys. <laughs> a big old... Talk about it. Wow. Yeah, we, you know what? Let's, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, 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 I was about to say, I want to... Right, when you finish with this, that's one thing I want to do, I do want to get into while we're here, is... Uh, is because I'm I'm from that era, you know what I mean. I'm a little bit younger than y'all, but I'm from that era yeah. where the 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 end of it I think was probably around KDZ time. Yeah. But be, but leading up to that, Cheddar Boys, uh, Blade Icewood, yeah. Rock Bottom, like all that shit. That that is that Detroit. That's where that Detroit sound hip-hop was made to me. Rap. Yeah, that's yeah me. That, that's that's that Detroit sound it's the it's the style that never that never yeah. went around the world. And when right. you hear. Rappers from Detroit now, that's what I hear. I still hear y'all influences. I still yeah, hear, for sure. Well, you, you know, know to, and to be honest with that, I lo- uh, shout out to Peasy. That's my brother. Yeah, Peasy got a, P- uh, got a track with you on on on, on the album. He yep. got an album, a track on me on the album, but we vibe on so many different other levels. You know what I'm saying? He's he's he a man of his word. Uh, you know, people didn't try to, uh, you know, tarnish his name and try and put some chinks in his armor. But to me. Uh, out of all, out of everybody, Babyface Ray grew up with us. So mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying I know I knew him since he before he was even rapping. Uh, but me and Peasy then uh, uh, connected on so many different levels. Like you know what I'm saying? If he tell me he's gonna do something, he do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean? And he always paid homage, and he always told me like, dog, I wouldn't be, you know, I'm eating off this shit, and I wouldn't be doing it if it, if it wasn't for y'all. You know, y'all kind of paid away. It's like, and when he do that, it's I always wanted to tell LL Cool J that. I always wanted to say that to LL or Ice T, like, right. bro, if it wasn't for y'all, I wouldn't. I didn't want to. LL Cool J made me want to rap. Right. Run DMC made me want to rap. Ice T made me want to rap. So I always wanted to tell that to them. So when he said to me, he don't understand how big it is. You know what I'm saying? Right. And uh, that like when I called him, asked him to do the song on the album, he said, "Say less. You don't, <laughs> right. you don't, you don't owe me nothing. You know, for you, Nutty, I'm gonna do this." When I told my daughter I want to meet you, mm-hmm. say, say less, bro. Where, where, where she at? I'm mm-hmm. gonna pull up. Same thing with Babyface Ray and and, and and you know and Rocky B and you know I my daughter Sweet Sixteen GT came Babyface Ray Rocky B Big Herc Stretch Money Young Herc uh, DJ G Raw DJ BJ they all came and showed love and I so, like that you know, so. on call they just did it you know yeah. what I'm saying and I I think you speak to it on is it old school. Is that the song you speak to it on? There's old school and there's something else where you speak on. Uh, I think you start off by saying, these niggas don't want to pay homage. What? Oh, that's on yeah. the first or the third. Yeah. First or the third, third yep. yeah. And then and then, and then then you go to old school and and it's so. so in, I listen to I so first and, So first and the third, you telling these young cats, like, you don't pay homage to us. Like, like uh, you know, these cats, like like talking about the Jordan. You don't, you don't study your predecessors. Yeah, I think you don't, you don't study your predecessors. And then, Cause, and cause, then on, on old school, it's actually that song's actually you 
giving it up to your predecessors and the people that came before you. Exactly. And that's that's what I was talking about. Like that's one of the songs I was telling you about. That that to me, like that's that's already a classic. In my old school, yeah, that's old school. That's already a classic in my like. You're talking about the 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 rings and you know what I mean, the four finger rings and shit. Yeah, yeah, like that's a classic. Cousins Day classic. Thanks, bro. That's that's gonna be. Y'all make me feel we, good. We, we <laughs> cousin, <laughs> Cousins Day. That's his shit. That's oh, Big Mike shit right bro, there. Cousins Day. Cousins Day. Man, when I first heard that, let me tell you. I'm gonna tell you the first time I heard that. T hit me up, and he was like, "Hey, man, uh, Nutty's album dropped." I'm like, "Oh, that's what's up." I was getting ready to cut the grass. I said, "All right." So I jump on my phone. You know what I mean? Like, scroll through, boom, purchase it. I'm waiting for it to download. I put it in. I'm, I'm on the grass. Whole thing, right? Every every track, I'm kind of like, okay, all right. I ain't gonna lie, man. It get it, it got the cousins' day, and I was just like, Brr. <laughs> listen to the whole joint, and then I didn't realize until recently that that was your daughter. Yeah, because I was like, her. I was like, who the hell Power is move. this? Shout out to Power I was like, move this Jay. girl is spitting. Yeah. Power move J is on that track, <laughs> spitting, man. I was like, and she sounded like she was about eight. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Shout out to Power Move J. But I was like, oh, that's fire. That's she fire. write her own raps, man. This yeah. girl is, uh, uh, shout out to her. Uh, go on her website. She got a dis- disparate mentality. And uh, this her own design, her own idea, her own everything. She's just such a brilliant, smart kid. Like, I sometimes get caught up and I have to call her and say, right. Jada, what to do? <laughs> you know, for real. And that's yeah. being honest. She's that's 17. She'll be 18 next month. But. She uh disparate mentality I mean cannot be compared. Okay. And nice. Her website, go on her website, she has jog and suits, waist trainers, and she got uh uh plush eyelashes. She she sells. She's actually okay. doing good on her own. She's a young CEO. Okay. <laughs> and uh but cousin day, what make cousin day so brilliant is I got a cousin, shout out to Van Dyke P. He um told me, he said, You know what? I always wanted you to do that beat, man. That lovely day beat. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, I always. I yeah, shout out to, what is that? That's Bill gonna, Weathers, right? Yeah. Bill Weathers, yeah. I uh, said, I, yeah. I always want to do it, and I'm going to do it now. He's like, you got to do it. And he like, yeah, listen to it. And he, he sent me the beat. He had sent me, every time it come on, he would call my phone. Like, you bullshit. <laughs> you bullshit. You supposed to be doing yeah, this. Yeah, I want to hear you on this. So I went to my, uh, I got to give him a shout out. Shout out to Dub Music, the producer who helped produce the whole album. I be forgetting to do a lot of that, and people, you know, I get a lot of backlash about it. Yeah. You know, I, I never shout out Trick Trick. Trick Trick did the Gangsters Only beat. Oh, no shit. Yeah, and I always forget to do that. Trick Trick that, did the Gangsters well, Only beat. shout out podcast. Yeah, yes. no, we shout the fuck out of people. Man. But you know what? It's because every po- it seems like every podcast or something about Trick Trick that comes up that, <laughs> right. that somebody didn't know didn't about. Like, know. I didn't know that. Like, I think last podcast, he didn't know about that shit that make that booty yeah. bounce. Oh, he didn't was, know that was, was Trick. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, Shot, that's my brother, man. And he um he did Gangsters Only beat. You know, okay. he's still that's my fine. brother. I call him for anything. He gonna, he gonna come. He gonna do it. He uh Actually, he loved he told me, he said, whatever Jada got going on, I'm a, I'm a part of it. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. She spit for him. I took her to the studio with him. She spit for him, and she had a rap. She said a rap that I didn't even know. Normally, I know all her stuff. I call her, and I mess with her, like, you know, give her a lyrical exercise every mm-hmm. so often. I call her. I say, hey, what you got for me? And she be like, daddy. I be like, give me something. <laughs> and she'll just go. Well, this time, I was like, I need you to spit for Trick. You know what I'm saying? She was like, I always wanted to meet Trick, Trick, blah, blah, blah. I said, well, you, he going to ask you to spit. She's like, all right. And she went in there, and he asked her to spit. And she said a rap that I hadn't heard. 
and she said, uh, something, the line that caught him and me, she was like, something about being on somebody's playlist and why they, why they up on, when they get up and they on Instagram, she up on Dow Jones for the day shift. Or something like that. Okay. And All right. He like stop hey, right there. And that's Nutty's daughter. That's <laughs> Nutty's daughter. He like, right. Stop right there. Stop right there. He said, "Do you motherfuckers hear what she said?" You <laughs> Sound know, like you. Because we was on his podcast, and he like, "You hear what she said? She said she on Dow Jones, motherfucker." And he going crazy. And he like, bro, that you know, he was like, I didn't know she was gonna give me something like that. He thought it was gonna be just an average rap. Shout out to her. She write her own raps. I never write for. Never wrote for it. I, you know, we all got a thing where where you might get stuck on a line and you help somebody out. But mm-hmm. I never wrote none of her raps. She write her own raps. And back to Cousin Day, when I went to Dub Music and told Dub, this this the beat I want to do. I want to do the Cousin Day beat. So he gave me the, you know, he cleared the vocals out and actually kind of replayed a little bit. He gave me the raw track. And I ride around. You know, I don't really sit down and when I'm writing because I'm doing so much. So I'm riding around and I'm listening to the Cousin Day and I'm coming up with my rap. I'm thinking like, how I'm going to say my, my family name in this. I ain't going to be able to fit everybody mm-hmm. in it. Cause by the way, by the way, before you go any further, not to cut you off, but I just got to know this. Did, did you, do you Jay-Z it or do you write it? I Jay-Z it. I know, because we always had a debate. <laughs> so I called him a Jay-Z, and he automatically knew what I was talking about. But yeah, he Jay-Z. Okay, okay, anyway. I think, I think he think I don't like Jay-Z for some reason. And if, if you listen on, Boo, on Bootlegger's Dream, on, uh, on uh, Fuck Em If They Ain't The Crew, I yep. say in the beginning of the song, I Jay-Z'd everything up, up to here. I do remember that, yeah, yeah. Wait, the, the, the big thing about that is Blackface, I, I'm going to get into that after I tell you about the cousin day. Yeah, yeah, let's so, go back to the cousin so day. So cousin day. I'm riding around and I'm and I'm putting the raps together and I'm putting it in my head and blah 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 and then my daughter called me. She said, Daddy, what you doing? I said, nothing. She said, uh, I miss you. You know, I want you, I want to I want to kick it with you. So I I pull up on her and I say, uh, yeah, listen to this one. Listen to this beat. And she listened to it and I'm like, she like, she's like, I like that beat, Daddy, I like that beat. And she said, What you gonna do today? I said, it's gonna say, instead of lovely day, mm-hmm. lovely day, it's gonna say cousins day. Cousin's Day, and I said my rap to her. Mm-hmm. And she said, you got to let me get on that. <laughs> you got to let me get on that, Daddy. Right now. She, she I, hit you with the, right yeah, I got something for I that right now. Right She's now. like, you got to let me get on that. You got to let me get on that. And I said, Jada, I said, I'm doing this, and I'm putting this on my album. You can't be playing now. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to be serious. Because when I'm ready to go lay it, I'm going to be ready to go lay it. She said, I'm going to be ready. Man, when she came to the studio, she did not let me hear the rap. None before she went and laid it. When she went in the studio and laid that rap, everybody that was outside was going crazy. Like, <laughs> and Dub and them didn't even know like my cousin, little cousins. See what I did? I named like my cousins, aunties, and uncles. Mm-hmm. Well, she named her uncles and her cousins her age. Mm-hmm. When she say Uncle Keep on the mm-hmm. grill, that's my mm-hmm. brother. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. When I say right. rest in peace to my uncle, I'm talking mm-hmm. about my uncle. So mm-hmm. she basically sung, yeah. did her part. So it's two, it's a, it's yeah, a two yeah. generation two song. Generation yeah. song. Yeah, that's dope. that's dope. So when she did it, and I was like, what the fuck? This girl got it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I gotta shoot the video. I gotta shoot the video. I gotta shoot the video. We gotta shoot the video. So I got all my cousins together. I had banners made. And I shot the video. I was gonna ask you that. Was those was those your people? Yeah, all of them was my cousin. That's not all of us. Right. My right. grandma had fourteen kids. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's only like one 
auntie that don't have no kids. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Right. So in the actual video, the cousin day video, the pussy motherfucker who shot the video, he uh shot the video and he did the video recorded, recorded, and he um he sent it to me in seven twenty. And he said, I just want you to look over it and tell me what you like, what you don't like, what you think I can do, whatever, whatever. Right. He, he sent me the video, and I looked at it, and I'm like, yeah, you got to do a little bit more effects. Just mm -hmm. give me a little bit more effects in it, but I love it. I love everything that it is. Well, he ended up, somebody ended up calling him in Atlanta to go shoot a video, make some big money in, in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And he never got back with me to give me the 1080 version. Mm -hmm. He never did the edits. Mm -hmm. He cut his phone off. And he, I can't get in touch with him like I, mm -hmm. I didn't told him his own, all kind of shit. I told him I see him it's on site. <laughs> you, Bitch, you, you know I you went back to you know I be coming down yeah. to Atlanta. You told him that you got tools on deck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like, you, you know I don't just be rapping. You know they, they yeah. why he called me little big man. You know I, I fuck you over, boy. So he never shot it to me. So everybody like, what a video. My cousins like, what a video. What a video. What a video. And I'm like, I gotta put out right. what I got. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I put it out, and some people call me, like, it's showing blurry, and it ain't showing clear like it was. And, and I'm like, what could I do? Right. But. I mean, you, you, can, you can go back, because it's, it, it's so dope. It's not going to be one of them, oh, well, it, that was last summer yeah, joints. No, I can do it. Like, you I can, can go it. back and, and do it again. When, when, I first heard, when I first heard Cousins Day, because you, you shot out all the streets and everything, and, and I know you, your thing is on Conant, but we got a Conant here in Monroe. Oh, yeah. And it reminded the last time we, we kind of got together with our Monroe fam over at Andeb Rand's house in the corner there for 4th of July. But it really brought me back to over by your hood. So our peoples lived over by y'all. We used to stay over in um, Berlin Gang between Dexter and Livernoy. Oh, y'all did? Yeah. And that was, was where I my had, aunt stayed I at. A, I had a paper out on Berlin Gang. Yeah. That's, that's where we used to um, go for all of our family functions and everything. And uh, I think... I want to say other uncle lived over off of maybe Vaughn and Schoolcraft, maybe. What, is Vaughn, it Vaughn and, and uh, McNichols. McNichols. Why I say Schoolcraft? McNichols, is that what it was? Yeah. yeah, so we was all throughout there, but Woodrow Wilson, your hood, is basically on the other side, just on the other side of Dexter, am I right? Right, right. It's, uh, That's where Woodrow well, Wilson. Well, Y'all was on Burger and Dexter, so it was Dexter, Linwood. Linwood. Yeah, Dexter. The next busy street would be Linwood, and then the next busy street would be, well, with 12, like where Chris Bud was from. Okay. And then with Joe Wilson. Okay. So I used to walk up to that McDonald's on Berlin game right there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. You know yep. what I'm saying? I used, I had a real paper, like not my dope paper route. I had a paper route when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. And Berlin game News. was my actual, <laughs> actual yeah, real paper. Actual right. Paper that's that's what it brought me back to was yeah. the, the, the cookouts over on Berlin game, Cousins Day. You know what I mean? Well, Everything that you was talking it, about, I was like, oh, that's, that's, I mean, I think that, and I'm saying that to say this, I think that not just us in this room or not just black or not just or not just anything, not just, you know, whoever can relate to that, but especially oh, us. For sure. You know what I mean? Right. For sure. It's it's a it's a it's almost a for lack of better terms, it's a it's definitely a Fubu song, but it's one of the best Fubu songs ever. Yeah. It's for us, Sorry, but it's by it's by us. Yeah. But it's really for us because we can we get down with that. We know exactly yeah. what the fuck you're talking about. He, Thanks, man. he even says some names in there. I'm like, damn, shit, me and Nutty might be cousins. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Like he said LZ, boo. I'm like, oh, hold on, how we know that? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Wait, 
Exactly. Yeah, you know everybody got a, a boo. Everybody got a boo. We right. talked about that on the podcast I before. That. I said, is there, any, is there any more? Because we was talking about Junebug. And we said, is there any more Junebugs? Is there any more boos? I got a, bo- I got a Junebug from Bandai. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We said we? Do we sell we? Nah, he smoked. <laughs> he smoked. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, east Side. Shout out to my boys over there on the East Side, too. If I mentioned the West Side, I got to mention the East Side. Uh, Seven Mile. Uh, Finline, all my cats over there, man. See, Shout out to y'all, man. My, and my guys over there. Finline, fin, so, fin sure up and down Finline. There's, yeah, yeah. That's a whole. We can get into that later on too. But uh, before we go any further, man, let's go ahead and take a break. Uh, let's get some uh, some some refreshments. Take a quick break, um, and we'll get back to some uh, Jay Nutty. We'll talk about some. Uh, I want to go back into the beginning. Okay. Of Jay Nutty. Yeah. Yep. Before the rapper, before the rapper, and we'll get into that, man. So, uh, uh, before we go, let's do some uh, another quick shout outs. Uh, shout out to Eight Mile Vodka and uh, Born in Detroit. Uh, definitely shout out to uh, JC Quality Construction. Uh, like I said, hit him up seven three four six five two nine seven one five. Also, I want to shout out my girl Ebony, aka Ebony. That's for you. Uh, check her out at um, the the Gem Spot Podcast on all your podcast platforms. Uh, she's dope, young lady. Um, I'm gonna give a shout out to Junebug. I don't know where Junebug is, but I need I need hey, to shout out Junebug. Junebug needs some money on his books. I give him all these shouts out. <laughs> That's what's up. And while we own it, shout out to Desperate Mentality, man. Jay Nutty's daughter. Um, she is. She's yeah. definitely doing her thing over there. So, uh, with that being said, man, let's go to the break, and uh, we'll get back to it after this. My man. Right. Hold on, it's break time. What's up, guys? It's Mikey Shue with 8 Mile Vodka. I had to stop in and check in with my guys over at Beyond the Tracks Podcast. Tune in. And we back for the second part of the podcast. Man, it's your boy TJ, the mayor. I got Rome over here to the right of me. Over there across the way, I got DJ Big Mike. And I got my man, Jay Nutty, the infamous Detroit Jay Nutty. In the building. <laughs> hey, hey, from from Woodrow Wilson to Van Dyke, you know, I was I, I had something else planned just to go back into it, but every time I I, I see Nutty over there, I, I can't just bring him in as Jay Nutty. I'm talking about Woodrow Wilson to Van Dyke. I'm talking about gangsters only. I'm talking about I'm talking about Tools on Deck. I'm talking about Cousins Day. I'm talking about one of the illest motherfuckers that ever spit lyrics out of Detroit. My man, Jay Stand Nutty, up. man. We got Jay Nutty in the building. Damn, I'm starting Stand to like up. that intro, man. <laughs> yeah, man, I, 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 I was just going to get back into it. I was like, oh, we just pod. Right, just right, right. But no, this ain't just I mean, you, today. Normally, you think the, the DJ would, would get them heli yeah, intros, yeah, but I, I, can't, I can't fuck with TJ the mayor. I mean, I just uh, let him do it. He he is he should just be my MC. Me and Ron, we just spinning music. I am MC. Yeah, we, hey, let's go. <laughs> so, so we back. This is the Beyond the Tracks podcast, your podcast's favorite podcast. Uh, we got Jay Nutty in the building. Before we went to break, we was talking about just a bunch of different stuff about different songs, how they came along, a bunch of different stories. Um, right now, I want to dig dive. I want to dive deep into who is Jay Nutty outside of music because this dude has an incredible story of how he came up and and just how we got to the point where he's at now. So, uh, man, I, I, it, it would just be conversation, but I want you to start off this conversation. You just. Give us a little bit, man, of, of Jay Nutty, the person. Okay, so Jay Nutty, the person, is a young boy from Woodrow Wilson and Highland. Uh, my mother was an accountant. My pops was a fireman. He owned taxi cabs. I uh, got 
two sisters, I got two brothers. And uh, we basically came from a, a neighborhood that a lot of people don't know. The book of YBI originated. Young Boys Incorporated. Young Boys Incorporated, Incorporated. Part of that story originated at my corner. Uh, my playground, the playground at the corner of my street was one of those spots that was doing 50000 a day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And Highland Park was right across the bridge from right where I stayed. The bridge was right at my corner street. HP. So HP was another spot where they was doing, where pickups was happening. And they was doing 50000 Every spot that they was picking up money from was doing 50000 and 60000 a day. Sound crazy, it sound astronomical, but this is real life, right. real true story. And I grew up right in the heart of it. But coming up in the heart of that, I can't give y'all the whole story or like the whole movie because I'll be telling you the whole movie. Right. The movie, I, that's part of what I got going on was coming up. Okay. But uh, it's basically like this. My mom was an accountant. My father was a fireman and he owned three cabs and he was like part owners of a cleaners. And my dad was always a le- legit uh, hustler, a legit money maker, bringing money in. My mama was always legit. They didn't smoke, they didn't drink. But I came up in the hood in the neighborhood where uh, I talk about this in the book and in the movie. I didn't realize back then that I was admiring a drug dealer and not paying attention to the idol and the role model I had in my house. Now mm-hmm. that I'm grown mm-hmm. and now that I'm doing the music and I'm ta- my daughter look up to me, I try and make sure that I don't uh, talk about, uh, uh, I don't advocate lean sipping and peel popping right. because I got somebody who rap and who look up to me mm-hmm. like that and she raps too mm-hmm. so I always my my son he raps so I always wanted to project like a positive uh, narrative when I rap you know when I'm talking about this stuff it's a reason that I'm talking about it so I came up in that era not admiring my father I admired him but I wasn't he wasn't the idol of mine the dope dealer dude was an idol right. you know what I'm saying he was the idol of mine so uh, but my brother, my older brother, he was the original, uh, the, the first person who told me like, yo, you can rap, Jay, you know, you really can rap. You can rap. And I was like nine at the time. And well, I, how, how did you know that? What was the first thing? What was the first thing that you spit? Well, the first thing that I ever would do was at nine years old, I could say any album, listen to what I'm telling you, any album. From that era, that time, you name any album, rap-wise, I can say the whole album without <laughs> messing up. I could rap, if it was Special Ed, if it was Houdini, if it was Run DMC, if it was Father MC, if it was Young MC, Tone Loke, Beastie Boys, <laughs> I could do their whole album <laughs> yeah. without messing up. I knew everything word by word. And they... You know, my mama used to be like, "That's a talent." That you know, a that's talent. a talent. Well, it, 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 even back then, because I used to do this too. Is even back then, remember they used to have the lyrics? Yeah, on the album, on the, uh, album. On the book, and the album. Right. That's how I learned a bunch of shit. But yeah, yeah. So, so I would do that, and you know, for for a long time, I would do that, and then I started trying to write my own raps. I started trying, and like I said, the dude Chris Bud who who died, he him, uh, it was a guy named MC Ace and Big Hurt. It was the only people back then. I was young. They used to rap in the central lunchroom. You know, they was in the lunchroom rapping. I was at uh, probably in middle school then 
at the time, and I was sneaking up to the high school to be able to hear them rap. And my brother used to be like, yo, you, gotta, you wanna be able to be like them, you gotta do this and you gotta do that and you gotta do this. And you know, so I would freestyle. Every time I just would freestyle. I I never would write a rap. I would you freestyle. About Central High School. Central High West School. Side, Central, yep. Yeah, Linwood. Linwood. Cent- yep. Shout out to my Central Lights, but <laughs> I would uh I would freestyle all the time. And my brother's like, You're gonna have to start writing your raps down. And I'm like, ah, I ain't you know, I didn't think that of making it as a rapper. I just like to do it. And just liked it, the rappers. So uh, it was a dude named MC Ace, and I, him and my brother was best friends back then. And him and Hurt, MC Ace and Hurt, was a group back then. And uh, he always would be telling me like, "Yeah, you freestyle good that time, but you ain't ready for MC Ace. You ain't ready for MC Ace." So I was like, "Dang, I got it. One day I'm gonna get him." You know what I'm saying? Because he was good. He was real good back then. Actually, that's Rocky B's father. This is what I was saying. It's a long okay. history story. Wow. About right. Okay, right. Yeah. okay. It's Rocky B's father, so he was like always rapping, always going. He had the he had the performance. He was he had it all. He was like a, 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 a energy MC, you know. And uh, one day I finally wrote a rap down, and I'll never forget it. I was like eleven, and I was like, "You say you the ace? Well, guess what? I'm the big Joker, and you ain't swift enough, so I'm gonna smoke you." And I was talking <laughs> shit, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. I was geek, and he was like, "Oh, you got one?" I was like, "I wrote it." And he was like, "You wrote it?" I was like, "Yeah." He was like, "Dang, dog, you really got the talent." Blah blah blah. So then after that, I would go up to the school, and and I would try and meet them because they'd be walking home, and her could be rapping, rapping nonstop while they walking home freestyle. And Lacey, they'd be passing it back and forth, freestyling. And I used to try and meet up with them because my school was like in their path of walking. So I would walk behind them and try and hear what they was doing. I thought it was just brilliant. And I started, when I started freestyling one day, Herc said, you know what, man? You need to start writing, bro. You need to get down with us. You need to do this. You need to do this. And I'm like, ah, I ain't thinking about that. I'm running around chasing girls and, you know what I'm saying, doing what I want to do. And I kept messing around with it so long, so long, so long, and I started rapping. And then one day, uh, this was a it was a, it was a guy from the hood. He was like, "Yo, can you rap something to uh, Isley Brothers' Footsteps in the Dark?" And I'm like, she "I'm ain't. like, yeah, <laughs> I can rap some. I can rap something about. I can rap about anything." And you know, back then I was, you know, I was 13, and 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 I was wild, bro. I'm just be. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna put it out there. I was really like uh, now hindsight when I that I'm grown and I see what I was doing, the shit that I was doing, the shit that I had going on. I would have killed my son and my daughter for. <laughs> right. You know, but I'm telling you, that's why I gave you the story about my mom and dad was so. Pop, my mom was Jehovah Witness, so I, a lot a lot of the shit that I was doing, I wasn't supposed to be doing. Right. And I always had a gun. Oh, I, I was fascinated. I always fascinated with guns. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, I was. I was still a gun if it was laying around. I, I mean, I'm talking about I love guns because it wasn't a, to be honest with you, it wasn't a, the actual gun that I like. It was the fear on your face when I whip it out. The, the fear of mm-hmm. I can control the whole situation right now. So shut up. Right, and and right. it worked. And everybody was shut up. You know what I'm saying? We didn't right. have no choice. But I always liked the guns. I always would carry a gun. And, and uh, my dad wasn't buying that. My, my dad, was, he was just... Oh man, he would have killed me for some of the shit that I was doing. My mom, they wasn't wasn't having that. But I would always carry a gun. And when a dude came and said, "Do the rap on the footsteps beat," we were actually skipping school. 
and we was in like a vacant building. It was only like a few people that stayed in this apartment. And they put the beat on. And I'm rapping and I'm freestyling and I say something about uh if he if, if he uh if he if I hear his footsteps in the dark coming in my spot, he gonna fuck around and get shot. And I whipped the gun out and I shot it in the closet. I did it in real life and I shot in the closet. Bye. Dang it. Gangster. Like, he go crazy. He like, oh, that was so. It was like the biggest thing back then. I had a little two five or something. And I shot him. My cousin Coach, he's like, oh, that was dope. You gotta really do this shit. You gotta really start doing this shit and writing it down. By the way, shout out and 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 RP to you. Rest in peace, Coach. That was my brother. That was my brother. Like he was my cousin, but we did everything together. He went to high school with me. He lived with me. You know what I'm saying? We lived together for so many years. And you, if you listen to the albums, you hear me always. Oh, you always reference them. I yeah, always do. Man, the cold cheese whip. Cold cheese? The cold cheese whip. I always <laughs> remember you referring to the whip. <laughs> cold cheese, uh, my cousin P and my brother. Cold cheese was one of the people that was telling me back then, like, you you, you, you look up to, uh, to Nas, but you better than Nas. You look up to Ice Cube, but you better than him than me. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's why when I'm rapping and I'm and I'm going and I always throw him in there, it's because me doing what I'm my talent, he gave boosted my confidence and telling me that I was better than the people that I looked up to back then. Yeah, that's dope. You see what I'm saying? So I he gonna always I don't give a fuck who don't like it. You know what I'm saying? Uh I had a diss rapper for a nigga that said, uh, somebody said I put Coach's name in every verse. Say it to my face and I had your face on your favorite shirt. <laughs> I said that because that's my brother and that's one of the people who inspired me to do this shit. I was about to say, hey, he, he meant that shit when he said it. He right. meant I don't know if y'all caught that. He <laughs> meant that shit. Right. For sure, for sure. But yeah, so 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 you shot the twenty five. I shot the twenty five in the closet and dude like I need you to come down. I need you. I want you to come here. My man's in them. I want you to get down with my man's in them. And I'm like, where they at? We're going to walk down there. And we like, I'm going to take you over there. And he ended up taking me to Chris Bud. Chris Bud was another dude that was in Central that was rapping. And Chris Bud had, back then, Lacey was energy. Herc was lyrics. Chris Bud was a performer, though. Chris Bud would say his raps and have, at the right time, have a girl say something. Or he have a guy step in and say something. Yeah, you know what I mean. That, that, that uh, like that, a, that showmanship. Show, yeah, type, which which, which uh, we talk about this all the time. But like with Calico and what 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 them cats is doing in the battle, uh, and the battle rap, rap. a lot of that stuff. Yeah, is, it's almost theater. Yeah, in a yeah, way. it's theater. Yeah, and yeah. he Chris Bud had that, so he was a little older than me too. And Chris Bud and MC Ace were like arch nemesis. They always was going at each other or whatever on on the you know on the rap tip. But I like. Chris Bud, because Chris Bud was more of a not so much lyric, but just raw, like just hard, like Ice Cube type. I mean, he just was raw, you know what I'm saying? Right, and, right. I, and I and I looked up to him too, you know. I took where he because he was from 12th Street, and Hurt was from Woodrow Wilson, and Lazy was from Linwood, and I took everybody's shit, and I love Nas and Scarface and Ice Cube, and I tried to wrap it up and make my own little style with it. But I was 14 at the time, and Hurt. My man Charlie Rat, we was in the lunchroom. We in ninth grade. We in the lunchroom. Chris Bud in there, and uh, MC Ace was. They was about to graduate. Chris Bud, MC Ace, and them was all about to graduate. I was in the ninth grade, and for some reason this day they made everybody go into one lunchroom because the other lunchroom was leaking or something. So this, I'm talking about the lunchroom. We had two lunchrooms, and this lunchroom was packed, is banging. So Chuck like this motherfucker packed. I'm like, yeah, he like, we about to hype this bitch up. So Chuck, Charlie Rat started beating on the table, making a beat. Bow, 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 
I started freestyling. I'm freestyling. And he beating on the table so hard, and we got the whole lunchroom rocking, saying, go, 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 go. So they can't even hear what I'm rapping now. I ain't even rhyming no more. <laughs> I'm just up, and I'm chanting. They can see what I'm moving, and everybody like, go, go, go. And Chuck is, Charlie Rat is beating on the table so motherfucking hard, dude, that his hands is blistered and bleeding. Damn. But the <laughs> moment is so epic that he right, can't stop. Right. And then he like, yeah, when we get out there, he like, look at my hands. He like, dog, that was some food. That was some real shit, dog. We got that That's block. a movie moment. Yeah. yeah, I swear to God it was. That's it was like. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, definitely. for sure. And he was like, dog, we had, you see how the man, you see how everybody was, blah, blah, blah. And at that time, that's when Chris Bud came to me and was like, yeah, you took you stole the show that day. Because normally they would rap and it'd be a little group of people that wanted to hear right. that. Right. But I kind of like took it to another level because it was Everybody in this one lunchroom at this time, and I was like up, and I, they let me. I'm standing in the chair, and normally they don't let do that. And the coach looking like, you know, it was so many people saying go. The coach was like, I ain't gonna even fuck with him right, right now. Right. I'm gonna let I'm him gonna go. Let him get shit gonna let him and go. I got my shine on, and my yeah. I had a girlfriend in there at the time. I'm talking, it was a, a moment. And after that, I would go. I was every day. I would go fuck with Chris Bud and, and Black Bill. Rest in peace of Black Bill. He did too. They was a group. And I would listen to them every day. And I started writing more, writing more. And uh, Hurt, Thrust, and my man, Knock Capone, they had a group. Shout out to Lil Knock. He, uh, Free Knock, he uh, he locked up right now. But they had a group. And that was the beginning of the rats. We was just raw-ass teenage shoulders running around with guns doing other shit. And they was the rebels against the system because they was rapping. And Charlie Picasso ended up getting down with them. And writing, you know, writing rap, so they went and laid a song, and uh, they had a song called "Coming from the Road." That meant coming from Woodrow. And uh, oh, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Might be a little bit. I'm, I'm not Jay. You my man's. I wasn't gonna bring this up, but since you brought it up, because we got. Let me welcome you to the row. <laughs> okay, well ours is R O W. The money row. Y'all got so so just so people out there know, we we the R O E, that's the R O W. I'm right. saying, you know, right. you know. We don't want no we don't want no problems. Don't you don't want, want no, no problems. Just we just gotta put that out there. Right. So after we did after we after we did that, after they did the song coming from the row, it was like, you know, I listened to it. Cause they was like the first people that MC Ace was, you know, putting songs down. And uh so Lacey he put songs down so hurt that it was like the first song that I heard somebody from my neighborhood really put on wax. And he was like, You think you can write something to that? And I'm like, Yeah, I can write. I can write something to that. And then I wrote a rap. Hurt was like, Well, write your rap and then we'll listen to it and if it's good, you you on there. So I wrote a rap. Boom, I came back the next day, I had my rap and I don't remember it at all, but what got him was uh I say my nigga Chuck hit a lick for a Glock and a, my nigga Chuck hit a lick for a Glock and a Beretta. What's the task? Get the mask. We stick up dot netters, and they were like, "Oh yeah, you on there? You 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 did it? You know you on there?" And that was the first actual rap that I ever wrote and laid was coming from the road. So I became a part of the Rebels Against the System rap group, okay. and they was this way I fell off at. Herc and Thrust and Charlie Picasso. What they would have, you know, we gotta we gotta meet in a day, you know, we gotta go, we gotta meet, you know, with with producers and the label trying to get it, you know, trying to get shit off the ground, and uh, but they was uh having meetings, and I would never go to a meeting, I hate it, 
I hated going to the meetings. I hated being in the studio when a beat is being made from scratch. I didn't like it. I just want to come to the studio. I just want to rap. I don't want to do none of the other shit. Right. I don't want to sit around all of us together at the table and write. I didn't want to do none of that. All I wanted to fucking do was just rap. And they ended up kicking me out of the group for a minute. <laughs> because I wasn't showing up for the meetings, you know. Because mm-hmm. they had a deal where they was trying to, uh, everybody put in a certain amount of dues and all this old shit. And I'm like, ah, I don't want to get over there and sit over there and talk to them and all that shit. So they kind of kicked me out of the group. And, uh, you know, they, they kind of like made me, show me some responsibility. Like, you, you're going to be a part of this. This is what we got to do. You know, we're trying to make it. And uh, I ended up getting back in the group, and then I ended up writing uh, another verse for another song. And uh, I would never, I would never be at the video shoots and none of that shit. I, Cause I was, I was, like I said, I was wild. I was running around chasing girls, you and was I had just guns, and yeah, I was, <laughs> I was always going against the grain, bro. And I, I, I see it now that I'm grown, but I was always really doing shit to, I could have, you know, that could have got me killed. I was always going against whatever it was. You know, like, I was 14 at the time when that all happened. And it was a, it was a, some, it was a dude named Ogano Hall. He locked up right now, but he was my brother's age. And they had a, a crack spot right in back of, in front, right around the block from Central. And they had nickel rocks there. Big ass nickel rocks. Where they nickels was <laughs> dimes on Woodrow Wilson. Right. And it, we, we literally four bang streets over. Three main streets over, so I would buy their nickels and go sell them on Woodrow Wilson. Now I'm 14, don't supposed to be selling dope. My daddy owned cabs and he's a fireman, so some days he have to drive. He drives his own cab, and some days he don't. I'm running around trying to sell dope, and my daddy could put. Anytime a cab ride by, we all would be nervous. <laughs> we don't, you know, we gotta right. wait, make sure, right? You know, that's daddy. Is that is that three? Say he had three seven zero. Oh, 370, 369, and 371 was his cab numbers. So we, like, I'm a cab. And my friends would straighten up, and we all would, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I was trying to sell dope, knowing I wasn't supposed to be doing this, but I kind of was like just a, uh, the black sheep. And I would, just making enough money to go in the lunchroom and do whatever the fuck I wanted to do. It wasn't like I needed money or none of that, like that. And I got to the point to where I made enough money to where I would go in the spot skip school and I go in the spot and I kick with Organo and Organo I wait till he got down to like his last two hundred dollars worth of rocks and I buy the whole two hundred. Give me that whole two hundred dollars worth of set. He like, all right. So when I would buy the two hundred from Organo, he gotta call the guy at the time name was Black Jeff. He gotta call Black Jeff or Thee and then they gotta bring him another sack. So that means he's gonna be out for an hour. I would take the same rocks and go in the alley and back of the spot and say they out, but I got dimes. Mm-hmm. Entrepreneur, mm-hmm. businessman, uh, it's, it's supply and demand. <laughs> yes. So create a smart. supply and demand. Create so you, you said you was 13, 14? I was fourteen. I love. So it. I was doing that in the back of the spot, and you know, at times when I supposed to been going to a rap meeting, this is what I was doing. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, we supposed to be at a meeting at seven o'clock. I know I got to be in the house at a certain time, so I got to do this. And one day I'm out in the alley, I'm fucking around, and I, I try to talk to a fiend. The fiend said, no, I ain't buying that. I ain't buying them. He go in the spot, and when he go to the spot, he tells the it's a guy in the back of the spot selling dope, selling rocks. So when I'm walking, I just so happen to be walking off, and I look back, and 
Thee is down like seven, eight houses down, and he's in the alley, and he's looking down at me. So when I walk off and I turn the corner, he comes, boom, he fly down there. I take off running. When I take off running, I run on the side of a house to jump the back gate. And when I get to the side of the house, the gate was too tall, and I, I couldn't <laughs> jump it. So now I put myself in a bad position because now I'm on the side of a fucking house. Right. Can't nobody see me now. Right. And he gets out, and he walks up to me, and he got a gun in his hand. And he say, hey, man, what you doing in the back of my spot? I say, man, I'm just doing, man, I'm hustling, bro. I'm trying to make some money, blah, blah, blah. He like, how old are you, bro? You got you to imagine, I, at 14, I probably looked like I was 10. Probably 120, 120 pounds, probably. You know what I'm if saying? That. Five fucking two. And he like, man, listen, I, I, I see you trying to hustle, but I can't have you doing that in back of my spot. He says, so I'm going to let you go. He's like, but don't let me catch you back there doing that no more, man. I said, all right. So he let me go. Man, I'm, I'm nervous. You know, my heart pounding. I'm like, damn, he could have fucked me up. And I never forget, he had a, a sterling. That was the car back then. He had mm-hmm. Sterling, and he had on a, uh, a leather Gandalf. And I remember he was fresh to fucking death. And I'm like, damn. So, a leather Gandalf. <laughs> so I go home. You home, caught that? Yeah. <laughs> I go home, and I, you know, I chill out, and I don't go back over there for two, three days. And uh, two, three days more later, I'm back over there, and the other boys, Black Jeff, catch me back there. And Black Jeff say, bro, you the guy who they talking about that's selling dope back in our spot? I said, yeah, man. I said, he's like, well, he's like, where you from? I'm like, I'm from Woodrow. He like, well, you know BB? I said, yeah. I said, I stay right next door to BB. And then BB was from Woodrow Wilson. He was one of the big dope dealers from Woodrow Wilson. So I was like, yeah, I know BB. That's what he said, well, tell BB, Black Jeff said, give you a sack. I'm like, all right. So he said, where you going? I said, I'm going over with the rules. He said, get in. And I got in with him, and he dropped me off on, you know, in my hood, whatever. And I told BB, you know, what happened. And he said, you was rolling. You know, Jason, you was, you was something dope back at Black Jeff's spot, man. He was <laughs> fuck you up. You know what I'm saying? They'd kill you. He was like, well, and then BB said, I was like, he told me to give him a sack. So BB said, I'm not going to give you a sack because I know your mom and your daddy. So BB gave me $300. And he was like, you ain't got to sell no dope, Jace. Go ahead and go to school. Because my mom was putting BB money in a bank, over the bank accounts with his drug money. Because your mother was, was an, accountant. an accountant. And she loved him. She's saying like, yo, I know you're selling dope, but you need to open up a bank account. My mom taught them credit. My mom taught the dope dealers credit and showed them, you know what I'm saying? She took that money and helped them finance, and she didn't realize it was hurting me because you taught them credit, and now they're going to get scooters, and they get Jeeps with the doors off, and <laughs> right. that's who I'm admiring. You feel <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was like then, and it was the times where I was supposed to be at the meeting, or supposed to be doing my rap thing, and I was like, you know, I'm selling dope. Fuck that. So let's, real quick, let's go back to, like, your, your mom. So your mom was an accountant. She knew they was the bros was out there doing dirt, but what she, year she was, was that? A Jehovah Witness. Okay, so but she was still trying to put them on. on like, let me tell way. you how to Finance. do what you need, you to, need to do with this money. You need to build. I love that. I love that. Like that. That's that's something that like honestly, like I don't think we had around here during that era. We didn't have anybody to uh, to direct us on how to do it right, and I think that's why. Like there, even I'm sure in Detroit, there's a lot of people the same way. They didn't have that direction, so that's why they still out here, 50 years old on the block. Block, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And 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 like I said, it 
in the movie. Um, shout out to my brother King Wesley. I don't know y'all probably seen him. He in a bunch of different movies. He in a uh, he, he a hell of an actor. Uh, Murder Pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's you know I know y'all have seen uh, Buffed Up and y'all seen uh, the um, series. What's mm-hmm. this shit called? I can't never remember the shit when I'm on live, but a lot of them gonna they gonna help me with you know direct the movie and some of them are gonna be in it. Okay, but. This is all a part of the. I'm giving y'all the real life side of it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, mom was showing them how to take their money and 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 put it in the bank accounts and build their credit up. And like I said, it was fueling the fire of me because I was loving them. They got scooters. They got they got ropes on, and you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I started rapping because I looked up to BB so much. I started rapping about. What was going on on that corner? The Bush Jones shit. Mm-hmm. The, the you know what I'm saying. The, it was a uh, that was the whole era. The Bush Jones. The Bush era. Jones era. Like it was the playground was doing so much that it, I mean it was it was like New Jack City. If, if, if I'm not mistaken, Bush Jones was that's YBI right? YBI. He was the founder of YBI. Of YBI. You're right. Okay. But Bush Jones was from Dexter and back where y'all was at. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You know what I'm saying. But uh, but he had you know they had the whole shit going on and. We couldn't play at the playground when they was up doing their thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But they was up there. It was it was briefcases moving with money in it, and they had things pulling up. I'm talking about in the corners was you know the big foe back then was jumping out on them and fucking them up and all this old shit. Yeah, they got movies based around <laughs> that corner, that, right? That that whole area, yeah. right? And so I would rap about that. And my brother, my older brother, was like, you know, you really, you really, you were really on to something. You know what I'm saying? And so when I got back with Herc and them then, after that, it was like I was kind of like polished, you know what I'm saying? And we did uh, we did an album called uh, Motor Living. And a lot of people haven't heard that. We did an album no, called I'm, Motor I'm Living. I'm not privy to that one. We, had a, we got a song on there called The Family where it's like mob talk. And then we got, uh, it's, it's just me, Chuck, Thrust, and Herc. And we did, uh, we, did a, we did a whole little album. And we went to New York. After we dropped the album, we did the album, and we went to New York, and we went. This this is a, a hell of a story. I got to say this. We went to New York, and we printed up. We had our bios. We had our CD and, t- and a cassette tape in the envelope, and we had 45 destination record labels that we was going to just knock on the door, and we was going to walk in, and we was going to give them our package, and we was going to give them our promo. We gonna we, we, we fuck that's, this. We gonna walk in the labels. Right. We gonna go down there. Back in the backpack era too. Yeah. Right. You know what because what we didn't have no air. We didn't have no labels here. Right. And, and it wasn't like no internet. Right. It yeah. wasn't like it was. It now, wasn't no internet where right. you can just mm-hmm. you can just stream yeah. something or somebody can find you on right. YouTube or and you just put Facebook. upload one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we go down to New York and uh, we drive. We 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 get two rentals. And at the time, I th- I want to say it was ninety seven. Probably like ninety seven, but the rental cars that we had was two Cherokees. It was night like there was a year coming up. It was ninety eight. It was brand new. We had two of them, and we riding around and we going to these labels and we jumping out and we 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 stuck. We didn't know New York traffic was like that. We in traffic for hours and we <laughs> hungry and we mad and we arguing and right. you know what I'm saying. We frustrated. We didn't go with much money. I think I had like six hundred dollars. You know what I'm saying. We didn't have that much money to go and we was there for right. a whole weekend. Right. So we end up going to. The uh, Stapleton Projects on Staten Island, where Wu Tang from. So we end up going over there. We pull up to the projects, 
and we, you know, we two Cherokees, and right where they shot the video, uh, can it be all, can it, can it be that it was all so simple then? Mm -hmm. We go right to them projects, right where they shot that at, and we go right to the park, so we just out there, we taking pictures, and we just doing our thing. The whole courtyard is empty, right? So we like, yeah, we down there taking pictures. I'm like, damn, we down there talking shit. We like, yeah, this supposed to be where Wu-Tang from? Oh, this shit dead as hell. Ain't nobody even out here, blah, blah, blah. You know, it was kind of warm. I'm like, ain't nobody even out here. We down in the Wu-Tang project. Them niggas ain't nowhere around. We talking shit. So some kids come down and some kids walk up and they like, yo, what y'all doing? And we like, yeah, we just out here taking pictures and we doing this and we, you know what I'm saying? They like, y'all rap? We like, yeah. They like, oh, okay. Well, you know, this was uh, where uh, Ghostface from, you know? This was... And he tell him, we like, yeah, yeah, we heard that, we know that, whatever, whatever. And uh, he like, yeah, let me hear some of y'all stuff. I'm talking about these like little kids. They like 12 at the time. You know, they look, let us hear some of y'all stuff. So we playing the songs for him. He like, I'll be right back. And one of the, the kids, he go up in the apartment building. And when he come back down, he got like nine niggas with him. <laughs> and they come down, they come like, well, yo, where we all from? Blah, 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 we from Detroit. They like, yo, y'all know that Y'all cleared it out out here? We like, what What y'all talking about? They thought we was the police because the Cherokees. Oh, okay. So right. that's why the project, the, the, well, the courtyard was empty. He <laughs> said so, you didn't clear it out. Y'all cleared us out. fucking projects. <laughs> yeah, so they like, y'all come up in the new. We like, police? He like, yeah. He like, y'all pull up. And then Chuck had on a dicky suit. And they like, y'all pulled up like that back to back. They, you know, that's what the tasks do. They jump out on us and. Catch a smoking. He like y'all ain't supposed to be doing that. We smoking, and we like fuck that. What they gonna do? He like no, it's serious. Like you can't just smoke down here, yo. And you know they, you know they got their accent, they lingo, yeah. and they like y'all bugging, yo. Y'all <laughs> bugging, son. So they go get the dude from Killer Army. They go get them. You know, Killer Army was up under Wu Tang umbrella, and they go get him. And he was this nigga was fire. This nigga was cold. So they go get him, and they come down, and now we out there, and we in a circle, and we in a cypher, and we out there rapping. You know, we giving them Detroit style, and they giving them, giving us their style, and then that's when I mean, we end up, they end up saying, well, this is what we normally be. We be in the staircases. So when y'all was down there, we was looking at y'all, and they sent the little dude out. You see what I'm saying? Right, right, right. So I end up, I end up meeting Ghostface Mama. I end up meeting uh, uh, Ghostface Mama. I met the RZA little sister. We end up meeting... Uh, uh, Inspect the deck people, you know, we met like they sisters and brothers and families and you know, so they end up calling the dude and the dude took us to uh Method Man building, but he wasn't there. You know, and we end up a couple of them end up getting in with us and we end up riding around New York. They were like showing us, you know, Staten Island. And uh we we fucked around down there for a long time and it was a, a, a beautiful experience because we got a chance to mesh with we mesh with them like, you know, New York, we mesh with them so good that day, and that's when I was really like yeah, this shit could happen. This shit could be on. You know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. I had never, no, only person that ever heard me rap was somebody from Detroit, my family or right. friend. Right. right. So when a person like that telling you you good, it's like, oh, okay. But when you heard a motherfucker with a, yo, son, you bug, yo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yo, I'm like, what do you keep saying I'm bugged, dog? What the fuck is he talking about? Right. Yeah, no, that mean you dope. Mm -hmm. I mean you bugging. You, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's when we really felt like, yeah, this it. This is what we about to do. It's it's on, it, it, which is a which is a big deal, man. Because it, and I'm gonna tell you why that I think it's a big deal is because one of the one of the one of the big things, man, with with Detroit that I that I I love Detroit rap, I love Detroit hip hop, but I feel like Detroit hip hop is misrepresented around the United States so much because we're not everywhere. 
You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like so so for you to go out to New York and everything like like back in 97, like that's like it it's 2021 and and the, other than M and Sean, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like there's some cats that really had to kick down doors in just in the United States of what Detroit rap really is. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, Calico with the with the with the, with the uh battle. with the battle and stuff. Uh, T Grizzly with with his first joint. Like people didn't know that that's the real sound of Detroit. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to say the M sound is in Detroit because it is. Sean South, yeah, it's a different. But there's a whole whole different sound. Well, how I always sum it up, far as the sound of Detroit. Now, what what what, what M did and D12 did for the game. Was they Eminem played with lyrics, witty, mm-hmm. uh, play with lyrics, wordplay, drug talk, funny, all that. But he'll eat a motherfucker, rip a motherfucker head off. Proving D12 and them proof really was the best. My top five freestylers, proof was one of them. Proof was one of them. Uh, what they brought was <coughs> to the to the element was a different style of Detroit. You know what I'm saying, but what Calico do in the battle, what what uh, uh, what Peasy doing, what Babyface Ray doing, what what Vezo doing, what Jay Nutty bring, what Jay what Power Move Jay bring, Young Hurt. I think it was more to show like the the light was on New York for so long, and the light was on California for so long, and everything else in between was nothing into Nelly. You see what I'm saying? Right. So Detroit been had talent. I come up from the whole. I come up under every rapper damn near that from Detroit. I know about them. Know their songs. Know something about them from back then. It was B Def and Puncho. It was J to the D. Mm-hmm. It was it was a Big Hurt and it was Merciless Amir and it was Awesome Dre. And you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I met I met Kid Rock when Kid Rock was rapping. He wasn't right. he, he wasn't, wasn't doing rock and roll right, stuff. Right, right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He was about I was about 15 or 16 when I met Kid Rock. You know what I'm saying? And uh, boss, boss, Ooh, all of yeah. yeah, you ain't even heard. I ain't even heard. You know what I'm saying? I got I, the yeah. Def Jam collection, and she's on there. So yeah, yeah. you know. But so, but it's like like you were saying too. Like when you were mentioning a lot of people, like to us in the Midwest, those are Detroit legends, and I bet you it's people that haven't even heard of them. Right. Right. But it's like to us. Like they are legends. Like you, you can't talk about Midwest hip hop without mentioning without those guys. Mentioning you know what I mean? And so, yeah, I'm just I'm glad that you here. You just you bring in I'm trying to give a little bit, those, you know, uh, a bit of history. Yeah, yeah. Because and 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 just to piggyback off what you said, like the whole the whole Detroit rap movement and shit. What, what people don't understand that's not from here or not from around here or the Upper Midwest. I say the Upper Midwest because not just the Midwest because. I, I travel, and even down like you was talking about Nelly and them. I've been to St. Louis. We've been to St. Louis. Mm-hmm. The Lou, you got your St. Louis hat on right now. The Lou is a little bit is that's a different type of Midwest. You know what I mean? Right. right. It's a little bit different. But up here in Chicago and all this, but up here, man, I just really feel like like everybody talks about this shit, but ain't really about this shit. Is that street rap? Some of the best rappers I've ever heard don't even idolize being a rapper because they're street legends. Exactly. And street legend is all in some spots in Detroit have been always been way bigger than being a rapper. rapper. Exactly. Right. Am, am I am I right. am I lying or well, like, well, well, I... well, well like uh Meech, Meech said it before. Uh 
they downplay him because he got locked up, you know, because he sold so much dope. He said, but you think about it, every ball player, every rapper, everybody really wanted to live like they were selling dope, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Fact. you could talk about it how much you want to, but everybody really wanted to live like a dope dealer. So it's the same thing with rapping. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a street legend first. You know what I'm saying? That's I, I had to kind of stray away from that because my daughter and my kids, I, I never want no backlash to come on them for some shit that I did. But that's when I was telling you about me not wanting to go to the meetings and not wanting to do this because I'm behind in the motherfucking spot. Probably about to get my head knocked off because I'm trying to sell rocks and I don't even need to sell rocks. Mm-hmm. I'm just doing this. You know what I'm saying? But the, the, the street legend, legendary people that I knew far as like Uncle Murder in New York is a legend. I never heard of Uncle Murder until 2009. Me too. That's the, yeah. Uh, I really yeah. didn't, and I didn't know he was a street legend is, until about. Yeah, he is. I knew he was. I didn't know he was actually a real street legend until about probably about 2015. Actually, right. for me, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I heard him rap, and I'm like, he all right, he good, you know, blah blah. But they like, no, he really, you know, what I'm saying. I, I got a I got a dude named Giacana out in New York. He rap. He a bad motherfucker, but he gave me a lot of the the shit that I needed to know about. You know, New York people, mm-hmm. and he, mm-hmm. he he spoke on a lot of people that was real and a lot of people that really was, you know, like street motherfuckers. Like, he mm-hmm. told me, he said, we was beefing with Black Rob, Jay. He said, and Black Rob was busting at us every time he can, every chance he got. Mm-hmm. He was like, so I can't take nothing from him. He said, even though we was beefing, that boy really was like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And down there in New York, just let me say this, getting caught with a gun in New York is an automatic seven years. Yeah, it's different than it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. So to be busting it in downtown Manhattan is like even worse. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And he told me that like, yeah, just, no, uh, he Black Rob was really like that. Uh, 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 G-Dep, they was really like that. You know? So when they talk about busting on somebody, they really mean they that. They really shit. mean that. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Well, yeah, and I mean, think about it. Plexico Burris got motherfucking time. Mm, yeah. He got a gun charge for bus for 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 shooting, shooting himself. himself, trying to pull out. New York <laughs> nah, don't yeah, play with that. That's why shit. everybody. That's why everybody would get buck feet. That's why they would get carry razors because right, to, right. to carry a gun was like you don't want to get seven years just because you got caught with the motherfucker. Right. You know what I'm saying? But but uh, I, like I say, I'm a, a street legend first because a lot of the things that I I I've done. You know they you should, they call me little big man. I mean like I can. I can hold my own, you know what I'm saying? I, I didn't been in situations where I told my cousin I, I'm gonna I'm take the big one. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He like what? <laughs> you, 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 you want the big one? Yeah, I'm gonna get the big one. You, you, you go ahead, you take care. I'm gonna handle this big motherfucker. <laughs> but rap wise, coming up under hurt and coming up under, you know what I'm saying? The beat after the puncho, them boys was spitting. Jada D had videos out when I was in the ninth grade. When the box, when the jukebox, when the box the was the out, box. Yeah. yeah, they had videos yep. on there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I ain't never ever gonna take from paying homage to them people. I, I always give Ice Cube and Nas and Scarface and you know all them MC Light and all them. Uh, 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 I always get them, pay them homage. Why wouldn't I pay the people homage from my own city that right. made me see that it was possible? Mm-hmm. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Right. And that's what I said on first of the third. The reason why I was talking about that is because a lot of these rappers don't even know and don't even give or pay the homage to the people from Detroit that really paved the way. Them motherfuckers, a lot of them motherfuckers right now couldn't sell as many albums out the trunk as we could. Right. 
No, no, I, I don't believe that. And actually, uh, I did a little bit of research. This was, this was, I don't even know how many years ago when me and you first started rocking with each other. And I was just, just, I was, I was curious of, of independent labels and and how how Detroit independent labels matched up to the rest of the world, right? Right. Because there's, there's the independence done now, as far as what y'all was doing, doing back then. Right. Day. Right. But at one time, Rock Bottom was the number one selling independent label in the, in the world. United States. In the world. Oh, is the world? Okay, I, excuse me. Wait, no, let's in say world. let's say United States. I, I, don't don't call me on the world. But but we know United that United States, States. We, we know that in hip hop, right. United States, States runs the world. Right. But yes, we were, they were the number one selling independent uh label, label in, the in, world. in the world. And that was back when that was when Master P and that was when all yeah. them independent mm-hmm. labels back then, that was when all them was out. We was selling like that. We was selling. We was doing fifty thousand copies out of the trunk. Mm-hmm. The reason why a lot of them couldn't do that right now because they don't have the patience because they uh, they fast food babies. So they, you yeah. know, what I'm saying they, they don't have the patience. Some of them don't even have the nuts and the balls to jump out on Van Dyke and Six Mile right. and say yeah. I got CDs. And it's so easy for them to sit behind a computer screen, and everything, and do this and DSP. Upload. So so it's all DSP now. So it's your streams. It's mm-hmm. you know what I mean. We talk right. about that a, a lot. Mm-hmm. Is we we because because our, our take on it because you you weren't here for the conversation we had about this but our take on it is is it's a gift and a curse it's a gift because as a creator with one click you can put your art out to the world but what it what it does is it fucks up the game because now you gotta move all this different shit yeah. this bullshit out the way to get to the to the, get right. to the good shit yeah. so it's a gift and a, and a curse and it gives you like you said you it, you you can't. You don't have the nuts to jump out on Van Dyke and sell that CD. You don't have the. We used to go uh, and shout out to. Uh, here's a quick story. Shout out to Proof, uh, David Lee, um, a couple cats I used to fuck with. We would go up to Drews on Sunday nights. You remember when uh-huh. St. Drew, St. Andrews was popping on Sunday nights, and um, and Proof was always good for that. When when we'd be outside, you know this, but people that listening, Proof would act so much like a regular dude that it was almost scary sometimes because we like. I don't know if you should just be out here <laughs> like this, like you just a regular yeah, dude, dude, because you still prove it in the day. Like you, you a celebrity now. You can't just walk around like this. But he would make sure he put me onto this. Hey, when you come out of this motherfucker, you got to ride home. Y'all going back to the row? Buy somebody CD. Who gives a shit? It's only five dollars. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. But there would be them cats outside of Drews. You know what I mean? That's a hustler's mentality. That's a Detroit hustler's outside of Drews on a Sunday night. You know what I mean? CD. The dope boys come out the club and boom. Hey man, it's only five dollars. Give it a right. listen, Support. you know what I mean? Yeah. And there's some some dope ass shit that's came out of that, but yeah, man, uh, it's it's just a different era. You don't have that. You no don't more. have that. We did the numbers. We did the numbers independently. We did the numbers without the internet. And don't get me wrong, I'm not taking nothing from everybody who got the to, you know, who came in this era. It's good timing is everything. I'm glad for that. But don't ignore or pay homage to the people who really was. Who grinded to make this shit happen? <laughs> right. You know what right. I'm saying? For Jay Nutty to be for the name Jay Nutty, like I got a lot of people who's Jay Nutties now. You, you know, you got a bunch of Nutties out here now. You know what I'm saying? They know they ain't the one that Herc was talking about, but right. they're Nutties. Uh, it's, it's a few of them. It's a bunch of them. No, I don't. There's, there's I, like you yeah. can look up. There's about four or five of them that are on YouTube right yeah, now. <laughs> it's flat, and it's flattering to me. You know what I'm saying? That they that they want to do that, but you can't. Make it and blow up and make money and say, you know, you ain't gonna pay homage to the real Jay Nutty though. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. You ain't the you the ain't real the, Jay. You're Nutty. not the real Jay Nutty. So you gotta at least say, 
you know, that's like me coming out with, uh, with I'm uh instead of instead of uh, DMX, I'm DMZ. Yeah, right, <laughs> Come right, on, bro. right. So for the, for the people that don't know, man, uh, tell them how how you became Jay Nutty as far as the name. All right, so the name Jay Nutty come from a few different things, and I'm, I'm, I'm explain that to you. The name Jay Nutty come from a few different things. Uh, it come from me always getting on my daddy nerve, and he used to say, "Man, that boy is that boy is nuts." <laughs> it come from that. It also come from uh, when I when I my first uh, case that I caught. You know, I shot a dude in the face over a hundred dollars, and it was like, yeah, that little nigga nutty. You know what I'm saying? It was like always little shit like that. When I moved to the east side, and on, on Van Dyke, you know, you shoot somebody and the, they won't even call the police. Like motherfuckers would close their doors. <laughs> and the, and the police right. would come ask questions. Nobody would say shit. So that kind of like I felt like, oh, it's okay, Corral over here. And one of the guys over there told my uncle, like, we can't make no money. You send that little nutty-ass nigga back over to the west side. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he over here doing this and shooting his gun every chance he get. So that's kind of like where it stemmed from, okay. constantly, that kind of shit. You know what I'm saying? But later on, I end up becoming, I'm allergic to peanuts. So they like, oh, oh man, <laughs> a, pu- a Beyond the Tracks podcast exclusive. <laughs> he has said it here, and this whole time I'm like, it's nuts. So niggas want to see me go yeah, nuts. So I pull yeah. up in the train. I'm like, this nigga never mentioned the peanut. So that's where it came from. You know what I'm saying? And I just, I'm, I'm glad you ended it with the peanut allergy. Yeah. Though. I love that. Well, you know how a lot of people, you know how a lot of people, uh. Uh, a lot of people want to, you know, like go into like, uh, like uh, Sada Baby. His uh, his uh, other entity is Scuba Steve, or like Nicki Minaj got Ron, or like you know, like Jay Z was Jay Z and Jigga, and you know what I'm right. saying. Nas right. was Escobar. I never really went to the other name because of it was either Nutty or Nutso, and it was because of the street part beside the rap. You know what I'm right. saying? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Motherfucker call me nutty or Jay nutty or you know what I'm saying? It was always it was it was always that. And my cousin from the east side, he really said that we should be calling ourselves Dirty Dozens before D12 came up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why is that? That was a name he came up like. I think we should name ourselves Dirty Dozen. Oh, for real? Oh, he used to actually say Dirty Dirty Dozen. 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 And when D12 came out, that's kind of like what it was. That would have stood. That's what it was. That's what it was. And he was mad. But it was the alter ego. Yeah, he was like six of them. Yeah, it was six of them, but it was but it's alter ego, so it's twelve. Right. I never had the alter ego. Or Big Hurt never had the alter ego. It was just always we gonna give you raw. We gonna spit. We ain't gonna. You know what I'm saying? We gonna give you the real shit. All this old goof. I don't do goofy rap. I don't. You know what I'm saying? Because I come up in the era where when you got your chance to get on the platform and you spoke, you spoke some shit. You didn't mm-hmm. goof around with it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No, you know what? The, the one one thing that y'all, and I, I got to interrupt you for a second because I got I to I gotta talk about this for a second. I wanted to bring this up. So, and there's a song called Taking Trips. You, I, Me and you talked about this before, but that's one of my favorite songs. You know what I mean? I, you already know how I feel about you and Hurt. Y'all are my 1A and 1B, and I won't tell y'all who's A and who's B because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Right, you know what I mean, y'all, right. b- y'all, my one A, one B. But when I heard taking Herc's verse on taking trips, talking about going to Minneapolis, Minnesota, <laughs> and knowing what I know from a couple of things that I've been around, I was like, man, if this isn't a fucking 
picture he's painting, talking about going to California, oh, yeah. talking about bringing out the. They slang that, uh, what, what, and getting out of Cali, they slang that for 50, only 20 where I'm from, all that yeah. shit. The, the rap was so real to me that I was like, this shit is crazy that these dudes actually rap. Like, at the time, I was thinking, this shit is almost, like, y'all might catch an indictment because this shit's too real. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Real. When When Calico, another one, I'm a Humboldt County. With a couple racks on me, I ain't come out here to fuck with hoes. I just came to buy a bunch of bows. I'm like... Dog, I used to get my weed from Humboldt County. These <laughs> niggas is fucking it up. They fucking up the game. But it's that real rap. That's what that's what I'm saying about Detroit. They bring that real rap. Like when niggas say that they do what? And that's the things. Thing. If you the know, way, we, then uh, you know. You're the only one that's safe from this uh, whole podcast yeah. here because there's Not been so many N words. Oh, okay. We got a we got an N word yeah. jar too. Yeah, um, I got I got your N word. Listen, I got your N word dollars for this. I don't know. It don't matter. Okay. I, but I got them. I'll, I got I'll, count, I'll count them up and I'll send you an invoice. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. <laughs> but, man, no, for real, though, this man. podcast like, is starting to cost me a lot of money. <laughs> but, yeah, man, like, like being able to, like, I think that's what the hidden gem is about Detroit rap is that, and I'm not trying to diss no other coast or no, nobody else, but a lot more rappers that are from Detroit spit a lot more of, of what they know or what they see than just it sounds good on a track. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and, and we don't get that homage let me say around this. here. And again, we got to pay homage to the people that made us feel like we could do that. You feel what I'm yeah, you're saying? you're right, you're right. Uh, Spice One was one of the people I looked up to. Wow, so you brought Spice, back the Spice One. Spice One talked about <laughs> so oh. much killing, murder, shit going on Ice Cube and them they talked about that shit and people that I met from California was like no it really it really go down like that like it's no it's really they really yeah they really set tripping they you know what I mean yeah. so now Detroit we don't we don't really gang bang it's it's uh you you just can't come over here selling dope if, if my block doing 3000 a day you can't just come yeah, over it's about here the, it's about the it's about the set it's all but about, it's not the, money. about the, the the gangs yeah it's all se. about the set it's, it's all about, about the set. The this block doing 3000 yeah. They block doing 3000 I ain't gonna come fuck with your customers. Don't come fuck with mine. You come fuck with my customers, then everything gonna... It's, it's all bad. That's what Calico said about the Red House mm-hmm. when he said that. Them boys made down there 300 300 out the Red House. Somebody burned the Red House down. We went to the an all-out war. Is, the Red House Nobody's gonna make infamous, no money now. Right. That's you the infamous house in Detroit. The Red House. The Red House. <laughs> the Red House, so, wow. the, uh, Red House was, the Red House was doing $10,000 a day in rocks. The fucking Red House. The Red House. Man, if y'all, if people that's listening, if y'all go Man, back and y'all listen to, to a lot of the, um, if y'all, if go on YouTube, uh, Bootlegger's Dream. I know that's on YouTube. I don't know where else it's at, Nutty, but I, I know for sure it's on YouTube. Minus a couple tracks of clearance purposes. Yeah, because, yeah. If you listen to some of the lyrics and listen to some of Calico stuff, because Calico is, is they, is they, they, they little homies, yeah. because it's, that's Blackface uh, Stepson. Um, oh, this is, this is a real song. Oh, is it? Oh, I thought they were yeah, Steph. Yeah, oh, okay. I'm thing. sorry. Yeah. They, bo- they both, mm-hmm. they both name is Tori, you know, Toriano. Oh, okay, okay. I, I didn't even know. I didn't know that was Blackface. Right? Shout I, out, I knew. Shout out to Black Calico. Calico. Yeah, shout out to Blackface. Shout out to Calico. But when they spit them lyrics, man, like go back and listen to some of these lyrics. A lot of this shit they talking about and shit that we talking about right here, like they reference a lot of these different things. And if you listen to them, song after song, you know when you just making up stuff. Right, it won't be the same story, or it won't be the right. same references. But 
when you when, when real recognize real when when you rapping and you keep coming up to these references if you go back to alligator city and you listen to something from them and then you listen to something on irrelevant you're going to pick up and we're talking about year what 15 years apart maybe yep maybe even more than that yeah, you're going to pick up some references that yeah. still yeah. that still they're the same reference you know what i mean because it's real rap you know, I, Detroit artists don't get enough, uh, and I'm not saying we're 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 saying oh, well, let's glorify. You know what I mean? The the real rap and, and and the violence and the drugs and everything like that. I'm just saying, hey, Detroit's got some shit going on, or Detroit, you know, had some shit going on. We we Detroit was out here too, yeah. right? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. We're not just rapping to sound cool to to impress New York or right. L. A. or Chicago or Atlanta right. or St. Louis or Miami. Well, like a lot, what a lot of people don't know is, uh, in two thousand, let's say four or five, everybody, let's say two thousand five, yeah, so many people was going to Humboldt, mm -hmm. so many people was going to Cali and getting the weed from Cali and getting it, drove back, whether it was being drove back, flew back, whatever, whatever, however they was doing it, we was. I mean, I, like when I was actually in the Fed joint and I set up and kicked it with like a bunch of different guys and I know, oh yeah, this guy was getting, uh, he was getting 30, he was getting 300 pounds and he was getting, they was they was together and they was teamed up and they was getting a thousand pounds a month and you know, I was going out there at Cali and mailing mine back and getting 50 and 60 every two, three weeks. We really actually was moving all the weed for California. We was moving a lot of that shit down here. Mm -hmm. You feel what I'm saying? So now that they made us legal, a lot of those people, I in 2005, 2006, I was going to get bows. I was going to get uh, Kush from Be Legit. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Now Be Legit got his own strand, his own farm, his own everything. Mm -hmm. I've been doing that. I was doing that back in 05. Back then, in, in 99 and 2000, my man who I was going to Cali for, he was sending pints of lean up here before everybody was drinking pints and all that. <coughs> this was 99, bro. This was me fresh out of high school. Mm -hmm. When you know what I'm saying back then, you know he was sending that shit back and forth up here. So everybody that's pouring lean and all that now, dog been doing it. So we was going to get all that. Now that we legit, they kind of like in a panic down there in Cali because we was moving a lot of their shit. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, you feel me? And the, and the COVID really fucked them up. And I'm not trying to blame anything on COVID, but there's a lot of people that's moving out of Cali and going to Arizona and all these places. Because Arizona's about to be legal. Yeah, I don't know if you know about that, man. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's it, Humboldt County is is about the. Uh, I'm not saying that they'll never be gone, but I don't think that. I think they're about to struggle. Yeah, it, well, they're gonna struggle because you gotta think we can grow and grow our own. Now, don't get me wrong; they gonna have some good shit. I grow my own shit. I grow my own strand. My my last strand was Purple Kim. I was selling that shit for seventy five dollars an eighth. She was that strong, you know. I had it up at the, you know, at my dispensary or whatever. That shit was so strong. I grew it myself, cause I know everything to do. Don't get me wrong. Everybody make mistakes or whatever, but I got like a green thumb. <laughs> I got a green thumb. My cousin got a green thumb. So it's like we, we doing our own thing. You know what I'm saying? It's about to be. It's a. It's a multi-billion dollar industry. I got a partner, an Arab dude who grew up. Well, his, his his father had a store on Woodrow's in the Highland where all this shit was going down. And uh, 
they basically we grew up together because he was a kid and he worked in the store and he was my age and you know every once in a while I could go down there and the father would let him you know yeah go ahead you can play with you know he'll play with us well I just bumped into him recently when I you know came home from prison and uh getting my grow equipment and I go in the store and I, and I look at him and I'm like I know you from somewhere and he like yeah you do look familiar man I'm trying to think where it's from I said what's your name and he said George and I said you you George from Highland? He said, yeah. What the fuck? He like, what's your name? And I'm like, he like, don't say it. He like, you Mikey. And I'm like, no, I'm not Mikey. I'm like, that was my friend that stayed down the street. I'm like, I'm Jay-Z. He like, oh, shit, he get to going. And he calls, he called his father George up there. And I called my mom because we haven't seen each other since like 87, bro. Wow. Damn. And we bumped back into each other because I'm going to the grocery store to get my grow equipment. So he like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. You know, I started this. And he told me about when he started the store, he refinanced on his house and he took 40000 and he opened up the store. His store is worth $14 million right now. Mm -hmm. He only been open three years. His store worth $14 mm -hmm. right. You know what I'm saying? He like, I took, he said, yeah, I ain't had nothing else going on. He said, my father had a stroke and he kind of like lost the store. He's like, we like, we like lost the store. He was like, so I had to figure something out by me being the oldest boy. Mm -hmm. I took a shot at this. So, uh, shout out to Eden Gardens. That's in uh, Gross East Point. But he told me, he said, Jay, this is a multi-billion dollar industry. Get you a piece while you can. Because before you know it, it's going to be oversaturated and it's going to be over flooded. Yeah. Yeah. Especially once especially once the, the government gets their little greedy little paws on it. Because yeah. soon, cause they're going to turn it federal. Soon, as soon as it goes federally legal... They're gonna try to take as oh, just like sure. alcohol. They're gonna try to take so much shit out of it if you ain't already in it by now. But you know what I mean. But while we yeah. while we talking about that, man, go ahead and and, and uh, plug your store one uh, one more time, man. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. It, do we call it a store or do we call it? Well, a we you know this is my clubhouse. So okay. you know, sticky we'll clubhouse. sticky Detroit. Uh, you know what I'm saying we are right on the east side of Detroit, eighteen five six zero Conan. Great building with the orange door. That's how we describe it. You know okay. what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> can't get lost. Can't get lost. Shout out to everybody who helped me with the, uh, you know, my project, who helped me with the Irrelevant album. Uh, PZ, from PZ to Stretch Money to, oh, Stretch Money. They, no, I'm going to finish getting my shots out first. <laughs> Young Hurt, Big Hurt, Rockin' Ghost. Dub Music, who helped me produce the shit. Dub Music was there with me, man, when I was going through a a, a, a hard time, going through a divorce, going through, uh, I had, I caught COVID twice. Uh, I, I, I went through a lot of shit, you know what I'm saying? And I was going through, you know, I had to do a little therapy, and my therapist died from COVID, hmm. and it was like Damn. a whole lot. I lost my grandson all in that same year, and Dub was one of the people who came over and was like, Jay, I know... You know, you're going through it. I know what you're going through, but whenever you get a chance, bro, we need to get back in that lab, man. You need to, you know, you need to finish up your project. Finish up your... So he was on me, and he let me come record free. He let me, you know, until I got done, I, you know, was able to pay him on the back end. So he helped birth this irrelevant album, Dub did. Which is a great album, by the way. We and, us at the PR Tracks Podcast. Uh, also, it, my, sure. my, my PR, uh, her name is Christine. She, uh... Well, she got a divorce. So I don't know. Her, I don't know what last name to call her, but she uh, did like all my uh, uh, all my uploading to all my websites, and you know she kind of like pushed that. She all she helped me. Um, everybody that 
you know, had something to do with my project, my daughter, you know what I'm saying? She like a, a big inspiration for me, you know, my my brother, like my A&R, he, you know, he listened, you know what I'm saying? My fiance, she come through and she would listen and be like, well, I don't like that. Well, I don't like this, you know what I'm saying? But everybody that has something to do with the project, I appreciate them. They know I appreciate them. But Stretch Money dropping his album and it's called Drunken Master. Okay. okay. All right. We were just talking about right. Stretch. Talking about we, we ain't heard from him in a minute. He's dropping it. I want to say the June fourth, which is I think it's June fourth. It's June fourth. He's dropping a project. I'm on there. I'm on. You know, I'm on one of the songs. But he got an album called Drunken Master, and this right here has set Stretch Money and took him. He's in my top five of all times wow. off this album. Really? Right. I've been, I, I follow Stretch, right? And. and I've been seeing his Instagram posts and these karate get-ups and shit, and I was wondering, <laughs> what, what what the fuck is he doing? Cause it won't even, it, no caption, it'll just be him and some karate shit, and you're like, what the fuck is going on with Stretch? He, he named the album Drunken Master. Drunken Master, well, that, and, that would explain it. And he got a, they, he got a video he did with the, they did with the whole, I don't want to give it away, but they did with the whole martial arts. There's a, there's a little snippet on, on his Instagram right, about it, actually. Right. Yep, yep. So, so... He always, we always reach out, me and him always been like real, real cool, you know what I'm saying? We both like fans of each other's, and that's why on the album we piggybacked off each other like that on that. Which on is that a great run. song, y'all yeah. got a great, y'all yeah. got a great uh, cut together, man. Uh, me and him always kicked it like that, we was always real, you know what I'm saying? Me and Peasy, we really developed our relationship like over the last three or four years. Me and him had a, like, you know, they did, um, Bezel had a uh, Detroit versus Everybody song. And uh, we got in the studio. T dot called me. Shout out to T dot too. I'm wearing T dot gear, hundred grand clothing. Shout out to T dot too. Hundred grand clothing, yeah. yeah. And um, T dot called me like, "Yo, Vezo wants you to come and drop a verse on the uh, Detroit versus everybody." And I'm like, "Who all on there?" And he like, "Man, it's a lot of motherfuckers on." There. And I'm like, "Who?" And he like, "Peasy and it's Bezo and it's and it's uh, Helva and me and it's Lou Graham and it's and he naming everybody that's on the song and it's about forty motherfuckers. <laughs> hell of a help do the beat and hell of a rapping on it and beats wait, wait, on wait, it. Wait, 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 hell of a rap. Hell of. I've a, never heard hell of a rap. <laughs> hell of a is one you of put the, me on the hell of a back in the day before the T Grizzly before. Hell of a is one of the best rappers out of Detroit. He just choose not to rap. I never knew that. I've never, I never knew. I might even heard his verse and didn't know it was hell of a. Yeah, hell of a can rap his ass off. Damn. Okay. He's a super talented guy. Her, hell of a is a, hell of a is. See, I just know hell of a man. Hell of a beats. Beat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I've been fucking with hell of a before he even had that tag. So yeah. Yeah. Hell of a yeah, actually right. did on uh, the Blow album my song uh, Gang says you want to get hell of a produced that. Okay. Gang says you. Yep, I remember. Hell of a produced Gang says you, you want to get. Yeah. Uh, Trick Trick produced gangsters only. Right. So I'm always tied in. You know, they're my brothers. You know what I'm saying? I. But uh. Oh, and, and matter of fact, uh, 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 Trick Trick's got something dropping at the end of the month. Well, yeah, yeah. He's got an album dropping. So shout out to Trick Trick. Yeah, He's got well, a project. I, actually, I'm supposed to be on an album. But we ain't, you know, that's another story <laughs> with me. <laughs> and, uh, he did call me and say he was going, you know, when he because he, he was busy, you know. Uh, Trick Trick doing some big things. Uh, hell, of, hell of a guy. Trick Trick is really... Uh, fucking icon and it's gonna show in time what he's doing right now he's like building a school mm -hmm. so, but he 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 on a, something real big but uh everybody that uh helped me with my project everybody you know what I'm saying like 100 grand clothing T dot 
That's my bro. He always come through. I'm gonna have to get him on, the, you know, on the podcast for sure. Everybody that I can get on the podcast for sure. You know, like I said, Peasy. I always speak on him because me and our our relationship developed so fast. You know what I'm saying? I, like I said, I always knew Babyface. You know, he got a song on his album called Rock Bottom Jacket. You know, because he used to mm-hmm. take his brother's rock bottom jacket. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, mm-hmm. I always knew him. He, that's little bro. And uh, I tried to get a rock bottom jacket once, and the dude told me he's like, you, you, you can't get one of them. Nah, I was like, I just want one though. Yeah, he's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, you can't, you can't get one of those. And I was like, well, I'm gonna have somebody make me one. They're like, no, you can't, yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. okay, you well, put actually, me on game. <laughs> actually, the person that was making the, the people that was making the jackets actually did uh, all of the the Juggalo ICP clothes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. He only made a certain amount of jackets. He didn't even care about making a rock bottom jacket. So we couldn't even mass produce at that time if we wanted to. Right. With that stitching in the yeah. Another guy tried to do it and it was like kinda like goofy looking. It was like damn near like the old Buzz Bunny and the new Buzz Bunny. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it was kinda like that. So we just stuck with the same guy. But he wouldn't even he was doing a million dollars in ICP clothing a year. He didn't give a fuck about right. doing rock right. bottom jackets. So mm-hmm. he'd do twenty and that was it. Right. Well, I do twenty of them, and, I, and the, you know that was it. So that's why it was only so many of them produced. One quick question for you, Nutty, and I, I want a one-word answer: Jay Z <laughs> or Tupac? Jay Z. Jay Z. Yes. Now. Yes. Now well, can he, I? Wait, he has a caveat. I, I, was, I was about to say he has a caveat. I was about to say before I answered the question, but you said give me one word answer. Okay. So I had to answer it. Jay Z. Now I'm gonna say why, Jay Z. Okay. Uh, me following Jay Z over the the amount of time, hearing him get great. I heard him get better and better and great, and I watched him do shit and constantly climb, uh, lyrically, financially. You know what I'm saying? I watched him do it all step by step. Yes. I, I, I know his whole life. Yes. You feel what I'm saying? Absolutely. I know his whole life. Tupac. Can, 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 just let me interject. Oh, now he, interject. now he wants to interject. And, and, and that's the problem. <laughs> and that's the problem right there. We followed his whole career, his whole life. Tupac had an influence in five years. He was a baby. He was, yeah, he died. Jay-Z still don't have a dear mama. Over 20 years, Nutty. <laughs> Jay-Z ain't got no dear mama. He don't have a dear mama, but he have a... Come on, Nutty. Come on. Let's let's be honest, bro. I'm just saying. I love Jay. Jay is the greatest rapper alive, if you ask me. But influence on hip-hop and, and popular culture, it's not even a question. Not now, even a question. I'm saying Tupac was more heartfelt. Absolutely. Tupac got in my soul. Tupac made me cry. Jay never made me cry. Ever. And Tupac <laughs> did that in five short years. The man only had a five-year run, bro. If I, if I pull up and I'm coming to go, and I know I'm about to risk it all and I'm about to get light, <laughs> I'm playing Tupac, death around the corner, huh? and I'm going to jump out and I'm going to shoot that. Huh? Jay ain't going to give me That's all I'm Now listen, I, I, and I'm with you, and I, I laid out that exact same argument. I said, yes, longevity, uh, niceness as an MC, uh, uh Politically, uh, business-wise, Wise. absolutely, Jay, absolutely, no doubt yeah, about it. Yeah, because he had a longer, longer time. But so it's about time. Influence? Nah, man, nah. It's not even close. We're gonna let it's you. Not even. We're gonna let you go with it, brother. Bro, it's not even close. We're gonna let you go with it. This dude did. <laughs> he was basically a rookie. He was basically a rookie. 
now what I can say in that little time, Tupac did so many movies, so many albums, so many features. If you were still alive, it'll be this would be a completely uh, different game. Yeah, be a whole the game would be argument. completely different. It'd be a whole different argument. That's well, all I'm saying. Every, listen, everybody entitled to their opinion, and I'm a Jay Z fan, bro. Uh, I, 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 I think she don't think I'm a Jay Z fan. I really am. I get you. But so I'm yeah, a, man, we gonna, we gonna cut that out right now before Rome get to <laughs> to going in on Tupac versus Jay Z. Uh, Jay Nutty, man, I just want a couple things that I want to say before we end this, man. Is first and foremost, I appreciate you so much for just being here on our podcast and and sharing your stories. Um, I'll, I'll tell you this there there is many things that I thought I knew that just from this short podcast I I didn't know so I appreciate you sharing that with with us and all the people um, I gotta shout you out again irrelevant irrelevant listen if y'all don't have it I'm telling you get on whatever platform you need to download it stream it do yeah, what you got to do this classic it's on, all, it's on, all it's on all. yeah it's it's, it's 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 classics and it's and it's Detroit music and uh I'll tell you this that I think that for me personally, I think you're one of the best storytellers that that has dropped anything recent and your past stuff. And I think a lot of it has to do with I know like some of the things that you talk about, and I'm one of those people who when I when I hear it, I research it, and I'm like this this dude is really telling this is this is a real story, but but the way you portray it. Great storyteller, man. Thanks, I appreciate that. And you got the party joints, and you got the hood joints. So you got everybody rocking. You using samples for the old heads. You using stuff for the new school. Your daughter, once again, golfers clap to her. Amazing yeah. young lady. Power move J. And uh, Power move J. Yeah, man. So that you know, I definitely my shout out to end the podcast is I want to shout you out, brother, for everything you're doing, oh, man. everything you're doing for Detroit, everything oh, you're doing on the business end. We appreciate you, brother. Oh, man, I love it over here. Y'all yeah, be loving me, no, man. It's, Come it's, on, now. It's real love, Y'all might go in the studio tonight, nah. We've been rocking for a long time. I feel like TJ introduced me to Jay Nutty. Today, I feel like I know Jay Nutty. So I appreciate that. Thanks, yes, bro. I appreciate definitely, that. definitely, man, definitely. And with that being said, man, thanks, everybody, for coming and kicking sure. it, man. And it's sure. been another uh, great episode. It's, it's been uh, another vibe, man. I love it. <laughs> I love this. This is what it's about. It's why we do it for um, so shout out to uh, JC's Quality Construction. Shout out to Eight Mile Vodka. Um, also, like uh, like Nutty said, man, go check his spot out. Go 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 get you a little smoke or maybe an edible. Chill for a little bit. Get that yeah, VIP. Man. Yeah, 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 man. His daughter's got the clothing thing going on. That's disparate mentality. mentality. Or dis, disparate, disparate. Yeah, disparate, disparate mentality. mentality. Go. You can look it up at uh, Disparate Mentality Apparel. You know what I'm saying? That's and then it's Disparate, disparate, disparate Mentality One. At gmail.com. She got her website up. She got lady jogging suits. Uh, you know, she doing her thing, man. She just shout out to Power Move J. Shout out to my number one fan, my father. You know, he always been rocking with me. That's what's up. He know all the songs. He can quote lyrics on my That's album. What's up. That's what's up. You know up. what I'm saying? So. And, and we're, we're going to post um, on the Beyond the Tracks podcast at Beyond the Tracks podcast on our Instagram. We will be posting all these things that we're plugging in right now. Y'all, you, you know, y'all see everything. We'll keep y'all informed and everything that's going on. So, um, with that being said, man, Jay, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me, man. And uh, that's been another podcast, man, the Beyond the Tracks podcast. I'm your boy, TJ the Mayor. Boy, are easy. It's your man, DJ Big Mike. And Jay Nutty. And Fine we out, on. man.
Peace. Later. We out.